Are we rolling? What What is that? Are you timing this interview? So I know what time it is. Do you want me to not? Is it a... Wait, no, put it back... Okay, but what, what did you... Can you just explain to me the psychology of that? For those of you listening, Lex just put his phone on the table and it had like a stopwatch going. It contextualizes like how we're doing. Because if I look down on the phone and I could tell that time has passed way faster than it usually passes, that means I'm having fun. That's how I know I'm having fun. I'm just kidding. So you, need, <laughs> so you need proof that you're having fun. Yeah. I'm like that. I don't, I, I'm not good at fun because I feel like when I'm supposed to be having fun, I get in my head too much and I'm such a perfectionist that I'm like, I'm not having fun well enough. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. Like, like if I'm at a wedding or something, I'm like, I end up just kind of taking pictures of people and documenting it because I can cast myself in a role that's socially acceptable because I'm not like the get in the middle dance guy of the dance circle. And having fun for me is exhausting because I feel like I'm just not doing it right. Yeah, this, that's the problem with like podcasting because I've been doing, uh, I'm doing my own podcast. Thank you for doing it all those months ago, by the way. That's right. And... It's so hard to just lose yourself in the fun of the conversation, because like because you're too busy judging yourself or looking. yeah, like how am I doing? Uh, this is that was a stupid question. That was a stupid thing I just said. You know, you're just constantly judging yourself. But also, isn't that what makes people great at what they do? Yeah, no, Constant for sure. Self examination. Yeah, <laughs> hating yourself is very good for productivity. The problem is life is short; it ends, and you never get to enjoy it. The most, um, the least talented people I know are the most confident about their talent. <laughs> yeah. But you have to like, so the way I, I try to do it is I oscillate back and forth. I'm full of self-doubt. I hate everything I do. But every once in a while, not often, during the day, I'll just be like, damn, it's awesome to be alive. Just, just like breathe in and out. Just realize it. be grateful that, uh, for everything, just for the ability to breathe, the ability to do all the awesome things that I get to do, that all of us get to do. I don't know. And nature helps too. You should use that. For what? It's a good pickup line. I'm, that's what I'm, this, this whole thing. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> I, have, I thought this was a date. <laughs> these, ca these cameras are really distracting. If it is, you're nailing it. Okay. <laughs> no, on dates I have way more cameras than that. <laughs> so the first thing I usually ask on this podcast is, are we friends? What's our relationship? Are we friends? It's just so that the viewers know, have some context. After what we did. Because it's about to get very weird. <laughs> After what we did last night. <laughs> with the handcuffs. <laughs> the things you did to me, that was, I thought that was crossing are, are all kinds of lines. Because <laughs> you're, I mean, I just feel like I wasn't allowed to make untoward jokes like that. Now that you're opening four minutes in, I mean, how many yeah. minutes? Yeah, four minutes, ten seconds in, you're already doing handcuff jokes. This is going to go off the rails. And, yeah. I was trying to be respectful because you're a, you know... A scient allegedly scientist. Yeah, you're a professional scientist. Yeah, no, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think you're... What are we to each other? <laughs> what do I mean I to you? <laughs> I, I thought we were dating for the last few months, but I guess... <laughs> Why? Because we haven't spoken in four months? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just playing hard to get. <laughs> Why is she not responding to all the phone calls? I did have this theory the other day that I was thinking about how it's so much harder to play hard to get now or to give men the silent treatment or any of our sort of like 
tactics. I'm not saying they're healthy. I'm just, we use them. We do. Uh, because women are now in the workforce and they're successful. And I think I come off to people as very busy. So sometimes when I'm trying to play hard to get with a guy, it backfires because he's like, well, I just figured you were busy. You're so busy. I'm like, no, I'm trying to give you the silent treatment. <laughs> I'm trying to ignore you. Yeah. Like, I can't do it anymore because I'm too busy. I've lost those tools of manipulation. I thought you were going somewhere else with this. Like, mm. Instagram, like, if you keep posting on Instagram, then it, it makes it difficult to say that, like, because you, what's hard to get? You want to actually show that you are busy, that you have a life outside of you, like outside of the other person, right? I'm not sure if guys like that, though. I think, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm like everyone's different, but I, I like it when all that bullshit is thrown aside. When you like just start texting. When you send like a hundred texts, I admire that. Like I'm when you wait, hold, when you're like hundred text. Yeah, like when you're just crazy a little bit. Because we're all crazy. We all, every once in a while, are crazy. And if, if you allow yourself to be lost in the infatuation of somebody else, I don't know. So you're saying real. if a girl texts you a hundred times, you're into it? Depends the content of the text. If they're all just titty photos. A hundred tits is fine. A hundred, <laughs> no, no, no. a hundreds, what are you thinking? Not fine. No, if it's like, if like 90% of it is like angry at why are you not responding, then it's not <laughs> fine. But, but if it's like running, if it's like tweet quality, thoughtful like like funny i would shit never waste happening. a good tweet on a guy I'm dating. <laughs> yeah. i would tweet it <laughs> yeah that's true uh no i mean i'm joking of course about the hundred but like i feel like being lost in uh just liking somebody and not giving a damn about the game the rules of how it's supposed to work that's kind of cool that's well, the I, new cool thing i think i also think that we grossly overestimate sort of the power of those choices. If you like someone, them texting you three times in a row is endearing. If you don't, they're a stalker. You know, it's like the, he leaves yeah, the cap off sure. the toothpaste. If I don't like them, it's annoying. If I like them, it's like, oh, I can't stay mad at you. You silly goose, you leave the cap off the toothpaste. Yeah. It's like, yep. you know, confirmation bias or, or whatever. If you like the things that annoy you about people, I don't think they would annoy you if you actually really liked them. That's a good test for me with people is like, if I see something about another person and it annoys me, mm -hmm. that means it's not going to work. A hundred percent. Like I'm, was texting with this guy the other day and I was like, oh, should I, am I coming out too strong? Am I being too aggressive? And I'm like, if this text makes or breaks it, he doesn't like me. Yeah. He's not into me. Like if I can't just be authentic, like I, I, and I also am just at a place where I, I don't want to curate my interactions too much or script them or overthink them because it ultimately just boils out. You're just lying and pretending. Yeah. It's just gross. You're just being gross. Can I criticize you about something? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I'm coming in strong. Hot. Coming in very I, hot. I, don't, I, f I forgot the podcast you said this on. <laughs> so I'm also a fan of your podcast. You said uh, you were talking about some older gentleman you used to date. Mm -hmm. And then he would pl that old uh, that this was your criticism about quote unquote old dudes <laughs> <laughs> that uh, yeah that uh, they he played uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen's I'm on fire. Hey little girl, uh, is your daddy, daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? Did you mm -hmm. just fall in love with me? I did. It worked. <laughs> But that's an awesome song because I I was actually unless you're a little girl and your daddy's not home. Well, in which case it's a creepy song. Well, love is creepy, so. Correct. Agree. <laughs> Tweet that. 
<laughs> I shouldn't have said this on this podcast. Okay, give just me. Tweet it. Huh? What's the criticism? That that's an awesome song and it's ridiculous criticism. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen is one of the greatest musical artists of all time. And I agree. And then you're just kind of you kind of <laughs> threw you used. <laughs> I just criticized you for just throwing Bruce Springsteen under the bus. I didn't throw him under the bus. You almost canceled. There's him. this new thing. <laughs> you know? There's this new thing where if a woman just acknowledges a creepy thing that a guy did, she threw him under the bus. It's like, it's well, Bruce I, Springsteen. I know. <laughs> it's Bruce Springsteen. First of all, I don't think I have the power to cancel Bruce Springsteen. Okay. I just like to, I, what I like to call fresh eyes. I like to look at yeah. things with fresh eyes and go, remember when we thought that was normal? And you look back and you're like, oh, that was kind of creepy. As someone that appreciates creepy behavior, has participated in creepy behavior, and frankly, likes older guys and... I, I just like to look back and go, that was so weird that we used to just sing that in the car. <laughs> okay, I got it. What's your... I liked it. I love older... I, the best thing about older guys for me now is that when you hang out with them, you get to accidentally listen to R. Kelly because they didn't hear. They don't know. What kind of older guys are you <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with? R. Kelly. Yeah, like the Yahoo. That's a guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo News or whatever they get, wherever they get their news, didn't cover the R. Kelly scandal. So like Ignition will come on every now and then. And like, ironic, oh, yes. I mean, R. Kelly made some bops, and if you want to hear his music uh, and not get canceled, you have to date older guys. Hmm. Okay. And you have to be like, turn that off. Turn it off. Turn oh, the song off. Wow, well, I'm regretting this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so. Here I have a couple. I'm really sort of paralyzed on how to start this conversation with you. I thought we already started. Oh my god, literal guy! Are you that guy in fights with women? You're like, I didn't say you were a bitch. No. I said you were acting like a bitch. You're literal guy. No, not literal guy. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need to win. You win. If I win, we both lose. No, I'm that person. You, oh, well, I'm not fighting against you. I'm fighting for you. Well, you're a people pleaser, so. Not so much anymore. No, you keep saying that. You still are. <laughs> you think? You're like, you're trying to fake it until you make it. Yeah. Are we you're talking still... about sex now? What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, we're back to last time. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Do you feel like you always saying you're single? Like, what are you doing with that? What is that? What is this rigmarole? Saying Do you that actually want a girlfriend? Do you oh, actually yeah. want to solve this problem? Yeah, 100%. So what's, because I have a theory that if you wanted a girlfriend, you'd have one. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's an interesting theory. So first of all. That's his way of saying, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think a relationship is one of the most fulfilling things you can have. Like family too. Like I'd love to have kids. I'm not obsessed with it, but. That seems to be like... A, I mean, you build robots. It's the same thing. Yeah, well... To, <laughs> right? I know you're kind of joking, I'm, but no, I also... I'm kind of not. Yeah. There's, there's something deeply fulfilling also about building cool shit, like just bringing your ideas to life. Like but you can't program a kid. That's, that's the thing that's kind of fascinating, I think, about having children, is someone that can control everything and build things custom and, and uh, build how they think and how they feel and how they move, and then you have a kid, and there's just, you can't. Well, that's you have the, no control. That's the magical thing about it. It's, I, I was referring to the, the magical part about this whole thing, about robots, about kids, is the act of creation. And then the rest is just up to 
the 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 beautiful way that this world unrolls. So, like you can't control any of it really. Mm-hmm. So like that's fun to me. Would you say you're a control freak? No. Con- it's complicated. I would. There's certain things I'm really OCD about, mm-hmm. like maybe arranging like items on a desk, that kind of stuff. But I'm also conscious of it in um, in. In the f- I'm conscious of the fact that if you want to truly enjoy life, mm-hmm. you want to just lose yourself in it. So I really enjoy people that you kind of, I think we were talking off mic about that people who don't have a schedule, people that just throw it all to the wind. But do say, you not have as much, you have more respect for those people or less respect? I enjoy being, it's not a respect thing. I enjoy having them in my life, but I'm a very much a guy who just sits down for two hours, four hours, ten hours, whatever it is, and I'm just focused. So how is a girlfriend going to fit into this? How is it certainly, if I may, do you want an equal? Oh, 100%. Because that's the question. Because no equal of yours is going to come in and go, yeah, I'm going to, I'll get you for 20 minutes between your 10 hours of coding and two hours of (laughs) push-ups and seven hours of David Goggins running or whatever the hell you do. By the way, David Goggins' relationship, I don't know if they're married, but it's awesome. Oh, cool. They they found, uh, you know, they found... See, equal is a funny word. It is. (laughs) You are literal guy. (laughs) No, because, like, uh, you know, what does equal mean? Does it mean both have a career Mm -hmm. and so on? Like, to me, what a successful relationship looks like is not as successful for me, what I look for is somebody who's really passionate about what they do. And I can just enjoy cheering them on in, like, whatever the hell it is they love doing. Like, just get, like, I... They're a Nazi. (laughs) Yeah, well... Within (laughs) real... We could both, which is kind of weird because I'm Jewish, so... (laughs) (laughs) The sex would be great. Be a little but suffocating, maybe. I could appreciate. It. <laughs> <laughs> you went. Wow. I'm sorry. Your timing is good. Uh, yeah. No. Maybe. Maybe there's. <laughs> I'm trying to not be goofy with you. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be serious. No. 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 Please. I have yeah. so much respect for you, and I admire you so much. I'm going to try to not be silly. Likewise. I'm trying not to compliment you too much. Okay. Why not? <laughs> Why? Well, because then it'll be just like. I mean, you know, you're also there's there's different kinds of compliments. I'm just like a fan. It's a weird experience when you listen to somebody on a podcast. I already thought we we're friends, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time oh. before we even, you know. So like, you're a stalker. Yeah, you're the stalker. <laughs> I'm the stalker. <laughs> I do have a theory that someone that accuses someone else of something is that thing. Yeah, exactly. Whenever you're in a relationship and someone's accusing you of cheating, you're like, you're cheating. Yeah, that, good to know. That does apply. Yes, right? that's kind of yes. weird. Because, like, why, why did your brain go there? Yeah. Your brain is obviously already in that space. So for two, like, to me, relationship-wise, for two busy people, what seems to work, in my view, is if you're both really passionate about something and you both draw a lot of pleasure from enjoying, like, cheering each other on mm-hmm. and enjoying the success of each other yes. in whatever you're passionate about. Yeah. And you almost, like, both get into that thing. So. But do you ever want get... Have you ever been with someone who's really busy and drives a lot of pleasure out of what they do and you feel competitive with it or the other thing? No. I mean, that's... Like, I was talking to Gabby Reese the other day, um, and she was like, look, the ocean is Laird's girlfriend. 
And I'm like, go be with your girlfriend. <laughs> like she has a, she's very, you know, she understands how important that is to him and how they're almost in like a polyamorous relationship with the ocean. But I definitely, you know, want someone that has such a full life. But there are times where I'm like, well, I want to make you feel like that. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think a success. See, it's not, it's not about the time because you kind of said like how much time you give them. But when you're in it, whatever it is, 30 minutes or hours together, you make them feel like they're the most important thing in the world. I mean, absolutely, like family has to be number one. But what is your, I'm sure you've not wasted your precious time taking silly tests like this, but do you know what your like love language is? Like how you give, how you give and receive love? So I'm a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get to the hard science. <laughs> I don't, with legs. I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I just about. mean like, <laughs> I mean like how do you, you know, the love, love languages language. are based on like service, physical touch, positive affirmations and gifts. So it's like, you know, how do you, because there are times where I'll be dating somebody and I like won't hear from them for two days, but then they'll show up with like gifts. So it's like, oh, you've been thinking about me this whole time, but we haven't been contiguous. Like we haven't been actually connecting, but that's just how you show your love is more through gifts and through service instead of through physical yeah. presence and touch. No, I, yeah, f physical presence and touch, like looking at them. There's something about just presence, like listening, you know? But just could you, being together because you're moment. such a, like, a mental performance person, like, yeah. could you live with someone and be around them and just coexist? Or would it, you feel like it would be depleting your focus and draining you? That's the big problem. It's difficult. Like, it, this is where a girl really, for me, w would help. Woman? Is, oh, okay. <laughs> I've had that meeting with the HR. One of the reasons I stepped down from MIT. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? <laughs> we, don't, we don't call them girls anymore. I'm oh, fine. Call me, a, call me a guy. The I, thing I dislike the most is a young lady. Young lady. I prefer girl to young lady. Because young lady is like you're qualifying it with like a young lady. So how does WAP fit into all that? <laughs> just intellectually speaking. Just, we're all okay, just okay. never not WAP. Over here. <laughs> so, <laughs> just when you start woman. talking about robots, WAP will happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is going great. How am I performing performance-wise? A plus. I'm, are you judging yourself right now? Yeah, on a one, a one to ten. How are so. you doing? How do you think you're doing? Mm, I think I can. I think I can do better. I think I'm like a four. What? Yeah. But this is good. I want the people to develop AI and self-driving cars to grade themselves harshly. So I yeah. don't want to change this. Four is harsh? Four. I think you're doing way better than that, but you don't, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Don't fix that about yourself. Okay. Keep your self-esteem super low and your talent that's how you super like high. Them. Yes. <laughs> well, that's how, that's how I want my, my AI engineers to be. Yeah. yeah. I want you to be really not hard very, on yourself. Not too confident. Yeah. I don't want somebody that's like, yeah, I don't want someone developing self-driving cars that's like fucking nailed it when they sucked. <laughs> I want you to nail it and be like, oh, I could have done better. This is perfect. This is why yeah. you're going to have billions of dollars. Yeah, but the- well, I'm well, going to beg you for your sperm in a couple of years. Yeah, well, I am worried how power and money changes people, so I know what don't, I know. Don't. Why? Because <laughs> you have to anticipate but it. But that's, that's just not- Do you? Yeah, no, 100%. But you're going to have it regardless. I hate money. Like, I've recently, I had no money, and now I have way too much money. That's such a guy thing. That's Which such part? a guy thing. Because I think for me, like, I have a... <laughs> says, says the princess in the castle. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, which like I want to talk about. What is your thing with my house? 
Why There's do, gates. Why, why do guys not like gates? I've dated a couple guys that are like, why do you have gates into your house? I'm like, because people want to kill me. I felt like well, there was the dragon I had to fight. There's this whole... <laughs> I like, have to protect myself. I had myself. to go on a curvy road up a... Up a but it's, I also cliff. have an IUD and I have to, I have to protect myself from certain things that are I, trying to get to me. Is that like a weapon of some kind? An IUD? Yeah. You don't know what an IUD is? I heard it on a clip that you post on Instagram, but I didn't look into it. You don't know what an IUD is? I do not know what an IUD is. <laughs> what is your official job title? <laughs> Research scientist. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm really... Feminist? I don't know. This feminist. Actually, you should call yourself a feminist scientist. Yeah. All scientists, I feel like, are inherently feminist, even mm. though biology is sexist. Oh, cancel biology. Well, we'll Hashtag. get to that in a second. Okay. Um, an IUD is something that you put in your uterus to, uh, it's birth control. A, okay. Device? Mm -hmm. I, oh, I mean, it's not like a chip. It's like a string with, um, a little piece of plastic. It's okay. like a little tiny. So there's no electronics. It's like a little, um, a toy that you get in a Cracker Jack box, basically, <laughs> with hormones and stuff. Okay. You got a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, it's a McDonald's toy. <laughs> But it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's to not, so when is the last time you dated a woman? This is really alarming that you don't know what an IUD is. It has it's been, been a, a long time. It's been a dry spell. It's When's the last time you had a girlfriend? Five years ago. Mm-hmm. How long was that? Did that and that, that was, and I haven't had a, a non-girlfriend after meeting, like, you know, just sleeping around or whatever. Because I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about this because I feel like whenever you go on Joe Rogan, you guys don't talk about love and relationships yeah. this is this is why you guys eyes. come to this podcast this is what we do i don't give a <laughs> shit about robots let's talk about Wait. love language your Wait. personal life love language uh i think is i feel like we were talking about we took a million tangents well no but, but i'm just saying that's what a podcast is i feel like oh is it i'm just yeah. saying i feel like the kind of woman you want is going to feel slightly abandoned by how busy you are and how hyper focused you are like you don't. Yeah, this is a good point. But I feel like the, so the kind of woman. Thank I'll, you. I'll, <laughs> 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 that I, I would, I think would work is somebody who can make fun of me and and say that I'm being ridiculous for the way I'm being. So like that's where an equal is really important because, like, you have to be confident enough to uh, show to me that I'm being ridiculous by being so obsessed, so focused, so like. And, and basically help me break out of that. And here's what I'll say about that. That's fascinating, but I think also as someone, <clears throat> excuse me. You're getting emotion? Who, I know, I'm sorry, I'm getting all choked <laughs> up. Um, as somebody who, that's my IUD coming up. Okay. As someone who likes to make fun of people and is playful and facetious, I also think you have to watch when you're giving your man shit or making fun of them, that you're not crossing the line into being disrespectful. It took me a long time to learn this. Don't do it in front of people. Right. Don't do it in front of other people. Don't do it in front of his friends. So I, I think this is important. I think this is really important. That's one thing you learn from like Donald Trump and his, his wife. It's like the the image you never touch like, your husband. Where is he, where is he going? The image you present to the public is different than like how I, I feel like the private relationship is a different thing than the public relationship. Like the, the, it's uh, it's like an iceberg. You can do a lot more in private. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know much about either of their relationships. I don't, I don't want to drag them. Yeah, out. I don't know. You're Eastern European. You tell me what well, the mail said... order bride process is like. I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> but there, in general, I just had a, a long conversation with Trump supporter. That's why I brought that up because uh, they were they were suggesting that it's likely that. that uh, Donald Trump and Melania have like a vibrant relationship that just the world doesn't see. Interesting. And it just opened my eyes to think like, I oh yeah, that. that could I be I mean, a- it's also, I'm sure you get into a almost like Stockholm syndrome, us against the world thing. I mean, that kind of situation must bond you in a way that's like a Sid and Nancy type thing or a War of the Roses type thing. You know, we, we look at relationships. It's taken me so long to realize like what other people want doesn't have to be what I want. Like when you talk to your friends, you're like, oh, and then he fucking won't text me back. And then she's so crazy. And then she screams at me. And you're like, well, let me help you get out of that for three hours. Every day I'm going to talk to you on the phone and give you advice on how to extricate yourself from this. And I'm like, wait, no, you want that. You want something fucked up and crazy and dramatic and uh, shit. I kept thinking you were trying to solve this problem. Well, I love it. That was the other requirement for me, not a requirement, something I look for is like that we're like ride or die against the world together. You want that. You want a teammate. Yeah. Did you watch, um, uh, what was the Kevin Spacey show, House of Cards? You want your yeah. Claire Underwood? Yeah. That was a, I felt like that was a healthy relationship. I think so too. That's what I want. Yeah. I always say, like, if you don't want a Claire Underwood, don't swipe right. <laughs> Are you on dating apps? No. No. So you want a girlfriend, but you're not doing anything to try to procure one. No. See, I, and when well, someone does DM you, they're a stalker. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did recently. You see why this is a little bit difficult. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That that I'm not sure what, exactly what the right mechanism for just meeting people are. The, I, you know, one mechanism is going on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you will get so many DMs. I I do. You will get a lot of DMs from a lot of girls after this. Yeah, I don't know what to do with it though, because like what, what happens? Let's say okay. Let's say a girl that you're physically attracted to. DMs you. You go to her page. And then she's a she's By the a way, it's tough to... yoga instructor. I don't know. I feel like you want like a yoga instructor <laughs> who works like two days a week. Yeah, it's tough. Like, what do I do? Because, uh, you know, uh, I guess I'm... How did you meet your last girlfriend? Uh, like the, the old... The yellow pages? The old-fashioned way. <laughs> which, what? Is, which is what? No, we had a mutual friend and I just asked Arranged her marriage? Okay. Yeah. So someone set you up. I actually. No, well, no, I asked. It, it was a chance meeting, and then I, mm-hmm. I said I, I like her. But you don't put yourself in situations to where you can have chance meetings because you're so regimented right. in your life. Yeah, that's a problem. You're not available. You don't make space for it. But I'm hoping. I'm hoping that changes. Like, I'm hoping because I've been so focused on you know like uh, working towards creating the business. I thought once it gets going, like. I'll get a chance to meet with with people like investors and all that kind of stuff, and you know, therefore, there's parties. Like, give myself an excuse to have to go to a party. You Would know? you want to date you? No. But, but so that's why are an you... interesting question. Would Would you want to date you? Yes. <laughs> Fuck yes, well, dude! I'm a blast. Are you? Yes. How are you in bed? I wouldn't want to do <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, um, I feel like you don't believe that, but okay. I you're do. Honest, you're honestly, wow. Uh, do I think I'm good in bed? No, like the entirety of it, but in bed too. I Here's the thing. I wouldn't want to On date. On a scale of one to two. I wouldn't want to, <laughs> I wouldn't want to date me uh, five years, mm, three years ago and before. 
I wouldn't want to date me like seriously. Uh, but in the last couple years, yeah, no, I got emotionally. Dope. I got dope. What was the hardest thing about dating you three three years ago? Well, I have. Um, I was so obsessed with. My, I'm just gonna say, recreating my childhood circumstances with my dad before my dad died. I think my I was so in love with him. Like I was so obsessed with getting his approval, and I was so uh, all my neural pathways were so. Um, uh, crystallized into just his attention and I ha- I was so triggered by anything that reminded me of him and I was so attracted to people that recreated the neurochemical cocktail that he created you know I just I just was dating him 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 so if I was dating you before he died I was only dating you because you reminded me of him yeah or made me feel like the way he made me feel and then once he died I did some ayahuasca thank you Joe Rogan for the recommendation and I did a lot of work around it and it sort of released that pattern seeking, you know, cause yeah. we're all just kind of trying to recognize patterns. Right. So I think before the, if before a couple of years ago, if I was dating you, it had nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> so now if I'm dating you, I actually like you and it's, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm very direct now. I'm very upfront and I'm very, um, clear and you always know where you stand. And what I finally know how to have an orgasm. <laughs> Oh, we're learning so many new things. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I, it, you know, it takes a minute for you to find out who you are and what you want. And I'm financially solvent. I need nothing from you, which I know not a lot of guys are attracted to that. Can I borrow some money? Yes, you can. <laughs> How much do you need? <laughs> How much do you need? Why, well, to Uber, order a bride? Uber ride back. <laughs> <laughs> you miss your dad? Every day. All the time. I'll cry if I talk about it too much. <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. I mean, it was like... You know, I, it just took me a really long time. I wish I had forgiven him sooner. Uh, I wish I had known more about um, neurology sooner and psychology sooner to know that the way that he was, he had um, become that honestly. Like he inherited the ancestral trauma he inherited, the emotional tools that he had. His dad was in a war. Um, I wish I, I wish I had not blamed him for so much i just yeah i just wish i had forgiven him sooner what was your favorite part about him um you're gonna make me cry lex um he was so funny the funniest is your dad alive yeah dad's alive what must uh, be nice i talk to him often he's <laughs> i actually did a pod, i i did a conversation with him Ooh. which is very difficult very hey diff- why haven't i heard that one I'm fully now crying. God damn it, Lex. God damn it. Okay, I'll I'll talk more in a second when I know that I'm not going to cry about it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird to sit across. Listen, it's different than you and your dad. I mean, maybe maybe you can correct me, but there's an ego, there's a male thing, where I'm mad at him for many things. He he wasn't like a great what? dad. I mean, why would any dads be great until now? What, with what tools? With what books? Well, with what podcasts? That's true. These, there wasn't Rogan, Rogan. Rogan wasn't around. Like like psychology wasn't around. <laughs> like there's. Why would any dad? Rogan wasn't around. You know, like <laughs> there was no male role model to look to yeah. that had daughters. That was like I fucking love my daughters. They're awesome. Like this is the idea of being a good father. I feel like or parent in general. Like I feel like everyone should be grandfathered in <laughs> until like ten years ago. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with parents. You, you should give them a pass. 
And we had child labor within the last hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> 14 year olds would just work in factories and get their fingers cut off. I mean, it's just recently that we treat children with any kind of respect. <laughs> yeah. So, so definitely you're right. But still, we're still just apes. And I was sitting across from him and I don't, especially in the podcast, like the way I usually talk to people is I want, I make them the star of the show and it's really difficult for me to, to make my dad to get, cause he has an ego. Like to let his ego shine was very difficult. How would he? Where would he have learned to dismantle his ego? And in, don't well, you think his ego? You're giving him a pass. Don't you think his Any ego man. served him really well? Yeah, for sure. But so why would he put that weapon down? A, a good man should be able to uh, keep his ego in check. But that takes work. You yeah. say it. It's like saying a good man should well, be able to like lift 500 pounds. Well, you have to train for that. Well, there's things I admire in a man. Like what? And like uh, being able to be humble. And like self-aware about their ridiculousness and to be able to keep it in check, mm -hmm. whether it's ego, whether, whatever the quirks are, but ego definitely. Like I, if you're intelli if you're an intelligent man, which my dad is, I feel like you don't want to flaunt it. And he flaunts it. The other thing. But. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Interrupting cause is what? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying like, like in his day, you had to flaunt it. There was no social media. How else would people know? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, no, no. You're, you can be humble. Can, it's interesting, but you're like we're we're not. We are in different times now. But what makes a great man is the same thing still. Like you should you shouldn't have ever flaunted it. But peacocking. Why in every species the males are more for women? Yeah. When you, I'm sure. Listen, he's a smooth motherfucker. Love for it. sure. So like I'm sure he tricked my mom into like you know, like with the smooth talk. Cause he actually, the university he went to, like I'm impressed because it was like less than, certainly less than 5%, but it's like closer to 1% were women. Mm -hmm. So like it, it was like an MIT type of So this place. is what, two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. <laughs> this morning? <laughs> this morning. The, so he was, he was smooth as hell. I mean, that's great. That's beautiful. He's a smooth talker. I, I love him. I, that's why I enjoy talking to him. He's fun. Which is good. Why does that have to be pejorative? I'm a, I'm another man with an ego, and it's tough to sit in front of your dad, and to say that he, to 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 tell him that he he was uh, a great person to, sh and to give him my platform, to uh, for his ego to shine, you know I have had probably over a thousand people now. It's, I've got a lot of people write to me about that episode. They they write to me that I'm lucky to have a dad like that. He's such a great person. Like I knew that was coming. And because the way I wasn't going to talk shitty about him on that conversation, so I wanted him to shine. It was tough. I don't. It, 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 I'm just being honest. But the way I approached it, the reason I did it, is I was thinking, when he passes away, you know, 20 years from now, would I be glad that I did this conversation? And if the answer is yes, then yes. And. I, I was thinking about this way, like when I'm an old man myself, like looking back at that, you know, I'll miss the guy. He was an incredible human, but in the moment, he was so damn cocky. What did you, <laughs> well, he's also not a public figure. He's going on a podcast. 
He, he doesn't know. He's probably doing an impression of what he thinks he's supposed to be doing. No, no, Most no, no, people, no, 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 no. He's ready. He doesn't go on podcasts, all that, but he checks the number of views his video gets. Why wouldn't like, he? Regularly. Well, he also raised you. He's obviously smart. I know. He I, had you. <laughs> Do you think he did a bad job? Uh, well, I'll be different. I'll be different. I think he's also was afraid to show emo like this is what you're gonna say yeah everybody back in the day he also looks like albert einstein yeah he's legit just i mean like this, <laughs> so i mean i'd have an ego too if i looked if people thought conflated me with albert einstein all the time yeah his, that's actually what he does what do, time is, what do you uh, do you want that he didn't give you I don't want to criticize him too much, but... Because I would imagine any shortcomings he's had or things that he didn't give you, you were able to develop the yeah. maladaptive behaviors that oh, made you great. Okay, my childhood was perfect because it was, it, was, it was perfect in that it wasn't perfect, but it wasn't traumatic enough to actually do real Having damage. a perfect childhood sounds like a nightmare. You're yeah. not prepared for real life. The most... Uh, um, disappointing people I know had great childhoods. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying they're not prepared for real life. They can't handle conflict. They can't handle adversity. They can't handle curveballs. It's just like, um, I think adversity is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those bill bullying is good people. <laughs> yeah, which makes you wonder about like how to be a good parent. Yeah. But he, he didn't yes, it does. give me any attention. So he's very distant, mm -hmm. which has a very nice feature that it makes you want to Earn their attention. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you work hard. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always so, seeking his approval. Great. Me too. So, that's a that's a nice feature. I'm not sure what to do with that. The so he gave you your engine to yeah, become engine. start a business that's going to make you a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, that's a fuck gift. you, Dad. <laughs> well, no, I, I I told that part to him that he that's a gift. Uh, there, you know, there's parts like I'm a total bro in in a sense. Like, I may not look like it, but I'm. I'm very, I have like a Rogan inside me <laughs> and my dad, like I really am a man's man, mm -hmm. uh, except for the times in like Harvard Square and academia rubs off on me. Uh, but for the most part, man's man. What does a man's man mean? May I get like granular? Uh, there's just a list of stupid shit you do. Like I like lifting heavy things. <laughs> I like building stuff. I I like... I like I love the idea of hunting. I've, I love fishing. I like knives and guns and risk, danger, risk, risk and danger. Yeah. Okay, so I'd like the carnal sort of. Um, I love fighting, combat, violence. But not in relationships. That's the thing Are we that back to the last night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it fascinates me that the guys that want to fight the most physically have no tolerance for emotional sparring in relationships. Like, fuck, this bitch is dramatic. It's like you just did jujitsu for five hours and we can't have a no. work this out. I love I love fighting and like like uh play like play fighting. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not it's not I would say it's the dance of uh human connection, right? Yeah. The tension, the, pull, the push and pull, all that kind of stuff is different. That's not what I'm referring to when I'm referring to fighting. I mean like literally getting in the street yes. fight. Just like just two two monkeys going at it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I love it. The adrenaline. The adrenaline just well the I'm an alpha, you know, like I'm 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 a better motherfucker than you. Yeah, you embrace that. I don't know why I love that. Yeah. But. I think it's a, probably a little bit of nature, a little bit of nurture, a yeah. little bit of Russia. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, thank you for for the listeners. I was <laughs> born in the Soviet Union, but my dad was totally—he was afraid of all of that. He was a 
I'm allergic to the word nerd a little bit because he was very much a nerd. So let me ask you, is it, there's, I was talking to someone recently, I think we were like texting off of a dating app. I'm so bad on dating apps because I just. Which dating app? Raya. This is like this, this is like, yeah, you do. That's the elitist. It's like the elitist celebrity one. It's like the. It's such. It's just like a bunch of guys in V-necks with man buns holding French bulldogs that don't belong to them. It's a disaster. It's. I mean, it's. You've had success on apps. I met someone and was engaged to someone off of Raya, an amazing person. The last time we talked was you were engaged. Was I? Yeah. Oh, it's playing hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I was because I looked back at our interview and I was not wearing an engagement ring. Um, yeah. No, I think that the dating app thing is like. There's this, and I might, look, I built my house making fun of dating apps, but it's how is it any less weird than meeting someone in person? I actually think it's um, better. My new thing is, and especially as someone that works in AI, I'm curious what you think. Everyone's like, well, this is the end of it. You can't have a real connection with someone. I disagree. I totally think there's so much intimacy in being able to text with somebody, seeing how they use words, seeing how they use punctuation, then FaceTime. My new thing is before a date in person, I like to FaceTime. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I like oh. to because number for a couple of reasons. Number one, I get to see your house without having to go back to your house and being a whore. Yeah. I get to sort of like see what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Not because I want it to be big or fancy. I just like to see what kind of person you are. I especially want to know what kind of um, what color your uh, hand towels are. Which color are yours? Hand towels. Hand towels. Oh, yeah. See, hand towels. Black I don't hand, have towels. hand towels. Can't do it. Oh, hand towels. Hand towels. Yeah. Oh, okay. White towels are the only option for me. I got it. What? When is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is an irreconcilable difference. How do you get out of a bad date? By the way, what's the what, escape clause? On a on on Facetime is the best. Oh. My Wi-Fi, my phone died. Like it's the best. I had I, I had a really bad in. I had a really bad Facetime date the other night. It was like we were texting off of Raya, and he's like, "Let's just Facetime." I'm like, "Great." And like, fuck it, let's go for it. Let's just do it. And he was wasted. It was awful. It was really embarrassing. Yeah, that's. But it saved me. It saved yeah. me yeah. going to see him in person. And see, but the, here's the. Let me play devil's advocate. Please. Because the choice that the app provides, like the easy escape. Because like I'm stuck here right now doing this podcast. <laughs> so, so like I'm fully engaged, and you know I won't see another female. <laughs> of the species for like a long time right so like why not it doesn't matter the, the point the point is that the the <laughs> lack of choice like it really forces you to really appreciate this moment i mm-hmm. don't know there's something about apps where you're like shopping that doesn't well right. yes no i mean it really is and i think it gives you an exaggerated sense of what's available you know, like it, it, I think less people are committing now because they're just like, well, what else is out there? There's always a, you're always looking for the upgrade, right? It's always like, but what if I can't settle for this person? Cause there's so many other people out there, but they're actually not available to you, <laughs> you know? But I think it's, it's sort of like becomes like a gambling addiction a little bit. Like you, I feel like you have to legitimately fully consider that this is the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and like live with that thought. Like as you're doing the first date, are you just so such a perfectionist about what you want to commit to that that's what sort of stops you from? Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. Maybe we disagree on this, but I think like dating a lot of people, it's not my thing. Yeah, me either. Yeah, but like, and I actually believe that I don't know my own psychology. We're all different, but my own psychology is like if I, I date a lot of people, 
it's going to make me less capable of finding the right person for me. Interesting, because I I like to just not not date unless it's someone that I think is like exceptional. But then I was like, I feel like I have to get my reps in. I feel like it's all practice. <laughs> like I have to practice or yeah. see what I don't want in order to know what I do want. Or I have to just like experiment. I, I just feel like the person that you do want will be the quiet person in the corner that you won't glance at because... You the stalker. Get, you, the stalker in the corner the just watching you. Because you're getting your reps in, you know? Like, I don't know. They're, they're, I have this, you know, because we've talked off mic about, like, fasting and so on. You know how delicious anything tastes after you fast for, like, 48 hours? It's, like, the most delicious thing. And I can marry that thing. <laughs> so you like to deprive yourself so that no, when you I, do indulge, it's maximum pleasure. I don't know if I like, I'm just giving you a philosophical fact that uh, when you have scarcity, you enjoy it more. And I think you really give you, the experience, it's not like, <laughs> the experience for people who fasted know this. If you haven't fasted, I recommend trying it because it literally, when you eat, the experience is more fulfilling than any other experience you've had with food in a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a really important thing. Like, what life is about those experiences. Like, okay, so what's a relationship? A relationship is, becomes deeper and deeper with the, it's not like the day-to-day -day thing. It's the few moments you have together that are magical in the positive sense. And then also a few moments of, like, trauma that you overcome together. Mm. I feel like that's where the bond grows stronger. It's not about, like, optimizing the day-to-day. It's about going through some shit together and going through some amazing experiences together, like those memories. That's why it's easier, I think, if you if you get into a relationship and like when you're super young, hmm. then you form a lot of those memories before you know what the hell you're doing. That's right. And then those memories are a beautiful thing that you share together. Which so when you're in your thirties or forties, it sucks. It's tougher. I'm really um, debating whether I should say this, but the fasting thing, how long have you, how long have you done this? I feel like you're judging. With I'm not judging. I'm not judging. We're just. <laughs> how long have you done this? Yeah. Well, no, it's just, I think that. Let me take as a sip of this sugar-free Red Bull. Red Bull, that's the only thing he's eating today. Well, no, I think that the fasting thing, I'm not, not, I know there's, you know, science to back up why it works, et cetera, but. I think women have such a different relationship with food on average, not generalizing. It's like I had eating disorders. Like I fast, I was anorexic. <laughs> like I, I fasted for 15 years. Like I wasn't like a yeah. mental performance athlete. I just like hated myself, you know? So I think fasting is like, I think women have a slightly different relationship to food and a more combative relationship with our bodies in terms of making it smaller. Men always want to make their bodies bigger. <laughs> women always want to make their, their bodies smaller. So it's like fasting, I feel like it's a little bit dicey for people that have, have uh, body dysmorphia or like eating issues. Not me, by the way. I'm I'm with Brendan Shaw. Uh, I I naturally get like like really thick. strong and thick, and I like being lean. So Brendan Shaw's not lean. No, I know, but he likes being lean too. Oh, I could, <laughs> you, don't, you don't even know your friends' as trauma. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't listen to Brendan when he talks. <laughs> I just like, so, so now. What is this meathead yeah. saying to me again? Wait, he has oh because when he was fighting. No, just in general. He, oh. He's he's a total. Well, well, I'm 
very different from him, but he's like into fashion and stuff. So he is he. He wants to be. <laughs> Has like, he ever worn something fashionable? I haven't <laughs> yes, seen it. But, is that what you call that fashion? Well, he like he I dresses think, <laughs> like a janitor in a Broadway play. Yeah, but like I think he's the type of guy who enjoys like skinny jeans, that kind of thing. But do you have to be skinny to wear skinny <laughs> jeans? I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't. If you want to look good in them, I suppose you do. I mean, I think it hasn't Brendan, stopped guys from trying. I, there's something interesting. I mean, you guys are so different because I think him coming from professional sports, like everything was so regimented and he had to wear this and do this and eat this and ice and he and then I think now he's like just sort of celebrating the fact that he has some freedom. It seems like you don't want freedom down to the way you dress, down to the way you schedule yourself, down to the way you eat. Yeah. Like you want to be very regimented. Is that just because you know yourself so well and you know that that's how you are optimal? No, no. I, or are you just exactly. a masochist? I enjoy freedom. I love freedom. It's just that I have a dream. I have several dreams and they they bring me joy and I want to accomplish them. I want to get. I want. And you know what done. it takes in order to yeah. accomplish them. So I'm sacrificing a lot. Because what I want to do is I want to this okay, I, like I said I want I want a relationship I want to hang out with that person I want to travel with them I want to do all kinds of drugs experience everything just have fun right <laughs> that but, took a weird turn <laughs> the thing is I there's other passions I have that are even bigger like which, which is I want to put a robot in every home uh -huh. I want to to do a companion robot or a uh, it's it's a complicated story but I I would say. AI systems that understand you well. So it's not necessarily just companion. It's also a thing that represents you to the world. Mm -hmm. So like a little companion, not just in physical space, but in cyberspace. Mm -hmm. So, and coupled to that is, I want to, okay, one way to put it is I want to bring more love to the world. And I do believe AI systems can help that. And one of the ways it can help is to improve social networks. So, I'm not sure yet, but I think I want to build a competitor to Twitter. Interesting. So I and I think it's intricately connected. So building AI systems that are in the home is connected to AI systems that connect us to other human beings in digital space. So and I think communication on Twitter and on social networks currently incentivizes all the wrong things. And I th I believe it's possible to hate, anger, adrenaline, things that cause adrenaline, yeah. things that cause outrage, addiction. Not growth, happiness, and generally just the kindness towards each other is not encouraged. And I just have a fundamental belief that most people want to be kind mm -hmm. and intelligent. I agree. And I feel like that's it's it's popular to think that they don't. It's popular to think that most people are stupid mm -hmm. and most people are assholes. Wrong. I just don't believe that. But I also think we we only amplify the worst. I mean, I don't have to tell you this, but it's sort of the things we see, we only see that we're only exposed to that because that's the only thing that gets the clickbait and the likes and drives the traffic. We now take a break from our programming with a programmer to talk about my favorite cereal. <laughs> I I feel weird talking about Magic Spoon in an ad because I would do it for free. I, mean, I believe that. I am so obsessed with Magic Spoon cereal, and I feel like you guys think I'm only saying that because they sponsor the podcast. But I truly would say it if I didn't. Yeah, she's not. We've there's been Magic Spoon in this house long before they bought an ad, and 
I mean, there's enough Magic Spoon boxes we could build a fort and live in it. <laughs> we get Magic Spoon deliveries. Didn't I tell you to stop the deliveries at some point? Because I was or- I had ordered so much. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they come anyways. So <laughs> Every time I come home, there's another Magic Spoon delivery because I'm so worried about running out. <laughs> Honestly, we should just start delivering the ones we have. We have so many extras. <laughs> we could build... A house out of the Magic Spoon really bo- boxes that we have. Here's, okay, so you know about Magic Spoon. You've heard about it. But I need you to understand how important it is to your emotional health. It's got no sugar, 12 grams of protein, three net carbs in each serving. Here's why that's important. We all have body stuff. We do. I'm not going to pretend like I'm just, any. I can eat anything and not feel shame or guilt or be preoccupied, what did I just eat? Should I have, now I have to go for a run, now I have to work out, ugh, I just ate that, now I can't eat this. There's no rigmarole with Magic Spoon. There's no mental energy that has to come in and undo shame or guilt. I just, I like eat it and I just can move on without feeling bad about myself. And it's fun. It's It impor- looks like a kid's cereal. <laughs> and I want to eat kid's cereal without having the body of a baby. We <laughs> We both get different emotional benefits from this. Um, I just like, there's no guilt. There's no shame afterwards. And it's also, I lo- I'm obsessed with cereal, but most cereal is just pure sugar. And to be able to have a cereal that tastes like Fruit Loops without going into diabetic shock. Yeah. This cereal gives you, um, instead of giving you that like sugar high rush that you crash off of, mm-hmm. it makes you feel full throughout the day. You can go about, get stuff done. But you had fun cereal. <laughs> I think that's really important. Yeah. It's like fun without all the shame. That's the best thing. That's the worst thing about fun is usually shame follows. This is the only fun without shame. What's your favorite flavor of magic? Uh, the fruity one by far. No, me too. It's my favorite. My, I know. I'm upset. I mean, I'm not like, tr- this is not a joke. I'm truly eating it right. I, I, yeah, so one time I went to the bathroom. I'm always eating Magic Spoon. One time I went in the bathroom, there was a bowl sitting in the floor that you were eating. And I was like, was she eating this in the bathroom? I also eat it like between meals. It's also a snack for me. I eat it before bed. Yeah, it I eat it at night if I want something. Very like- much just a substitute for a man at this point. <laughs> there's different flavors. There's four. There's cocoa fruity frosted and blueberry i actually like the blueberry one too but i just the fruity one just i think it just i don't know it, it makes me feel nostalgic it might be like it, yeah it feels nostalgic like you're eating like some fancy like saturday morning cartoon cereal that's right but instead you're going to work keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy-free low-carb and gmo-free guilt-free thing- <laughs> shame-free the only thing in it's magic <laughs> Yeah, every, every time I take a bite of it, I'm like, mm, ta-da! <laughs> yeah. You just disappear. You show up at a new place. You're like, yeah. who sawed me in half? <laughs> it, it is. Magic spoon is magic because it makes your shame disappear. <laughs> Keto-friendly. Ta-da! Go to magicspoon.com. The real magic of this would be if we can actually read the copy without stuttering. Grab a variety pack. Try it today. Be sure to use our promo code Whitney at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. But that won't happen unless you're a psychopath or unless you've lost your taste from COVID. (laughs) (laughs) That's magicspoon.com slash Whitney. Use the code Whitney for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon 
for sponsoring this podcast. Even if you don't sponsor this podcast, thank you for your product. Yeah, thank you for keeping Whitney alive. I'm just a fan. <laughs> I love talking about ritual. I love talking about... Period. That's the end of the <laughs> No, I just love sharing with people the things that made my life better. And ritual vitamins have done that for me. And I find, I guess this is why they sponsored the podcast, because I was already using them. Yeah, you have been using ritual for I, a long I, time. I don't think people know that, like, I think a lot of people just get random sponsorships from random, like, I don't get, I don't work with sponsors that I, the products, if I didn't use the products already. Yeah, and we know that. For sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've been using, I've been using ritual. You were using ritual before I knew you. Uh, I walked in. It was in your cabinet already. Well, and here's the great thing about Ritual is that my problem with vitamins or anything healthy is that I'll do it once and then I'll forget because I, if you don't develop it as a habit and they just send it to you every month. So as soon as I'm running out, like I have no excuse to not take it and I have my brain can't sneakily not do it. In my all- brain wants to be unhealthy. My brain wants to just eat trash. My brain wants to deprive me of vitamins. Yeah, your brain wants to have fun. <laughs> but, but ritual, like, it just shows up at your door. And you're like, ah, I guess I'm going to be healthy. And not only that, but you know when you take vitamins and you're like, well, I think this vitamin is like, works. You don't really know. The ritual is science-backed, and they mean it. Well, most vitamins are sketchy. I'm yeah, telling you, that- most vitamins, a lot of, I, that sounds crazy. It sounds like a conspiracy theory, like QAnon hot take, but like a lot of vitamins are full of chemicals and like trash, which is why I love Ritual. And this woman, Kat Schneider, who invented Ritual and her team of scientists are making clinically tested a new normal. Not only have they obsessively researched each nutrient in their visionary women's multivitamin, carefully choosing uh, forms that are absorbable to the body. That's the other thing. Half the vitamins you're taking aren't even absorbing. I hate to break it to you. I'm sorry you have to hear this from me. But they have also tested their formula. It's science-backed. That is their standard. Ritual has no mystery additives, no sketchy fragrances or fillers or chemicals or red number five or biodimanzapane or Right. It's just a weird... multivitamin that you can really use. Yes. It really absorbs into your body. And it's it's science. And you only put science in your mouth, really. And also, if you're vegetarian or vegan or have, have dietary restrictions, your multivitamin might be undermining that. Not ritual. They use vegan certified, non-GMO, gluten-free, allergen-free ingredients. And their sources are out there for the whole world to see because they have nothing to hide. Like most of these sketchy pyramid scheme, multi-level marketing scam vitamin companies. You know who I'm, you know who I, you know, you know who I'm talking to, Keith Renair. Renere. Ritual is designed to be gentle on an empty stomach. That is the worst. That is literally the worst. Nothing makes you want to be unhealthy more than taking something healthy and then spending your whole life in a bathroom. <laughs> like you just, just don't like, want to do it. There's nothing worse than like trying to be healthy and then you take your vitamin and then you're just burping up like oyster for the rest of yeah, the day. Yeah, you like go to a dinner party and your stomach's just growling the whole time. Oh, and they're like, what's it's wrong like, with you? And you're like, I'm healthy. It does smell like wharf. Oh, sorry. That's yeah. just my vitamin. It's so nice that they've like Not formulated ritual. something that doesn't, that you can, it's gentle on an empty stomach. Ritual uses vegan algal oil instead of fish oil, which comes from the fermentation of microalgae, a patented process that leaves minimal environmental contamination. Awesome. They don't kill fish so that you can think better. (laughs) 40% of women cannot properly utilize the synthetic form of folic acid, which can be found in a lot of multivitamins. Wow. Wow. 
this is why my hair was falling out in my 20s. This is why Ritual uses folate in its absorbable form to help cover women's needs. That's awesome. You want to read the green? Yep. Daily changes can lead to big results, so start small today. Ritual is offering Whitney's listeners 10% off your first three months. Try it out. Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to ritual.com slash Whitney to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months. It's not optional. At ritual.com slash Whitney. You know, it's interesting, like, this pandemic being alone for, you know, six months or whatever, I just realized, I was like, I'm so much happier than I thought I was. I'm so much... um, lighter than I thought I was. And what I realized is that humans are so triggering to me. You know, anytime you're around a human, you know, we have this history together with when I had a robot for my special. (laughs) Sounds weird. What I know that sounds very weird. (laughs) Um, But there's something when I got this, I'm in this weird situation where I do have a robot that looks exactly like me and she kind of talks. She's not perfect. I need you to kind of give her a tune up at some point. But I like who I am more when I'm with her. Because I'm not, this is like my relationship with animals. This is why people ask me why I love animals so much. I love being around horses and I love being around dogs because I don't feel like I have to perform. I don't feel like I have to protect myself. To me, humans, for the most part, whether it's nature, whether it's nurture, whether it's biology, whether this is universal or super specific to me, humans scare me. I feel scared. I'm afraid they're going to reject me. I'm afraid they're going to laugh at me. I'm afraid they're not going to like me. So the amount of energy I have to put into performing for them and managing them and I'm sort of fighting this mini war with every human I meet and when I'm around this robot my defenses are down yeah. and I am the best version of myself that's beautifully put and I think everybody's like that to a degree I think I think I think once you have robots that are actually intelligent no offense to your robot uh, hey to your robot <laughs> she- is that and they will listen Mm-hmm. And you will feel truly heard mm-hmm. when your guard is down. Is you learn a lot about yourself, mm-hmm. and you'll make you a better human in facing other human beings. I think we are better people when we're not around people. <laughs> because when I'm around people, I want to win. I want to compete. I want to be right. I have all these my ego in relationships too. No, I think in relationships for me, it's. T- I think when I was younger, I wanted to be right and all that because I, th- I thought I had to prove how smart I was. My relationship with my dad made me, th- you know, he was always testing me and pushing me uh, to fight with him. That was like a big part of our relationship is, you know, defend yourself. He was, I now realize he was preparing me for the world. At the time, I felt like I was being abused and attacked, but he was really just trying to make sure that anytime I said something, I could defend my point, you know? And so I'd say like, I want to stay out till two in the morning. He'd be like, why? Give me three reasons why I should be able to stay out till two in the morning and defend them. You know, it was like, um, but now, no, I, I want to be in a relationship with someone who's so you uh, let your guard down? wildly smarter than me. Oh, wow. Yeah. If I can be unified, I'll lose respect for you and I can't get that WAP. Wait, you just said, wait a minute. You just said two different things. You want somebody more intelligent than you and in a fight. Oh, intellectual fight. Well, I just mean I want, I want to be in awe of someone. Okay. I know that I need that. If I lose, I think to me, I was listening to you talk about love with Michael Malice, I think. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, I, it's we're all different. I need to respect the person. If I lose respect for the person, every, I, I can't 
That's interesting. I mean, like, what's the basis of the respect? Like, what makes you respect? Discipline Maybe. and self-control. If so, if I see someone, if I see someone lose control of themselves, I lose respect for them, mm -hmm. and I can't get the WAP. So like anger. The, <laughs> the word WAP makes me uncomfortable. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I've made you uncomfortable for a while now. There, <laughs> there should be a word for the opposite of WAP for guys or something like that. Like. Uh, <laughs> I'm not pitching on this. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, thanks for I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, at some point, when am I not going to be able to get away with the things that men are not able to get away with? I mean, if Rogan said any of the things I just have said to you this entire podcast, people would be like, he's so sexist. He's hitting on that girl. Yeah. Well, enjoy the freedom. I know. I feel like I have like a, another like year where I'm allowed to sexually harass my guests and not get in trouble. <laughs> and I'm just trying to really enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah. What were we talking about? We were talking about um, uh, respect in relationships. Because your definition of love, you and listening to you and Michael Malice, who I'm kind of fast, I'm fascinated by him. Uh, He's a legitimate troll. Yeah. He, He's very provocative. I, I, I appreciate provocateurs. We're at this time where we're all begging to infantilize ourselves. We don't want anyone to challenge us. We don't want anyone to have opinions different than ours. And I love to get in a room with someone I disagree with and mentally spar. I don't think they have to be deleted or blocked or removed from society. If we all had the same opinion on everything, life would be like super boring and nothing would ever get done. You don't block people on social media? I do if they, it's interesting, if they insult one of my guests. Oh, interesting. That's the only time I block them. If they insult me, you but, love me. But you welcome dick You're dick flirting. Pics. You're obsessed with me. So I, I don't understand that you welcome dick pics. This part of, this, this, I'm trying to understand... <laughs> Are you just doing like a psychology experiment on uh -huh. all of society? Kind of, yeah. And, yeah. I don't. And the, and the hand towel thing, that doesn't. I feel like judged. That was, that was kind <laughs> of rude. Like you're, I like, feel like you're stuck on that. You're stuck on that. Yeah, I think. I, <laughs> I think black hand towels yeah. is just, you need, I just think that you need a woman's touch. Well, That's all. It's the only color on which, like, if you, mur uh, if you murder somebody, the, bl the blood, you know. So we call a red flag. Um, <laughs> Literally. Copy that. Yeah. Um, exactly why I'm saying don't I'm date virtue, guys. I'm virtue signaling yeah, yeah. to Putin. Dexter had black hand towels as well. No, but usually I can go into a man's bathroom and tell you exactly what stage of single they are. Okay. So what What are... So if Let's you've... do a quick analysis. Okay. You, you go in... You your bathroom. Have, first of all... Tell me what's in your bathroom. How much... How much time do you have to make the analysis? Because it would be rude if you just stay there for 10 minutes. I would need a gander at most. A gander, so quick. And uh, the, the medicine cabinet too? Are you going to look at Might the Might not even need it, but sure. Okay. I could look at your shower and tell you if you're in a relationship, uh, yeah. cheating, just getting out of cheating. one, been out of one for six months. Is there a loofah? She's still, is there a loofah? Is it like a sliver of, of old crusty Irish spring? Is that if there's shave cream in there that's pink, you have a girlfriend. What about long hair? Long hair, yes. You're with someone. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Like the, your shampoo, your, if it's a prel, if it's like a head and shoulders or like a prel two-in-one, you're single. Yeah. You're not lying. You don't have a secret girlfriend. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. So you're not. Okay. Well, yeah, I can right. tell you. So if a guy's like, I'm single and I go into your bathroom and you've got, you know, St. Ives apricot face scrub, you have a girlfriend. Right. Because guys can't see it for some reason. When girls leave their products at a guy's house, they like can't see them. It's right. like this amazing thing where when maybe they... they're trying to make you jealous, like make you work harder. Like jealousy I got, I got doesn't make me work harder. 
you lying to me doesn't make me like you more. I'm not in my 20s, Lex. That is now a red flag, and I take I a U-turn. you were in your 20s. And I'm out of there. Thank see, you. See how you did that? But they, I do. <laughs> see, I mean, look, no one... Take notes, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so do you ultimately think that we're going to be, be marrying robots? Do you want to be in a relationship with a robot in your lifetime, romantically? I want to be careful saying this because, you know, people would be like, of course, he's single. The guy looks like, you know, of course, he wants to marry a robot. I do think we're going to have deep relationships with robots mm -hmm. that. But I don't think I think it'll be a very, very long time before, like, where a human will be worse than a robot in the full fulfilling nature of what a relationship is. But I have a very 20th century conception of, of a monogamous relationship. It's also possible. What does that mean? I'm sorry. Can meaning you... like monogamy. You believe in it? Yeah. So why is that? Why is that 20th century? Sorry. Can you say no, it? Like, okay. I, I wanted to say it in, in the following way that it's possible that in like 20, 30, 50 years, the way the relationships will change. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something about the digital world that will change our willingness to be in a monogamous relationship. And will like VR sex yes. count as cheating? Does it? Would you, if you were in a relationship with someone, would you let them have VR sex with another man? Oh, with a real human. Yeah. Well, a VR. No, I know, but I thought maybe like a video game because that's also a thing. Like you a... tell me. It's a... <laughs> I'm outclassed right now. I'm, am, I'm in over my head. I'm, pr I'm pretty vanilla. Uh, I'm pretty vanilla. <laughs> but you know more about this than I do. Why? So you think just because I like in build robots? You think just because I build robots, I'm smart? I'm, I'm into like, yes. Into like the latest porn technology? No, I just I just mean like, is having VR sex cheating? That means yes. Yeah, yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. But then, like, is porn cheating? That's a tricky one. You strike me as someone that doesn't watch porn, so you can deprive yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I watch porn. The I anime porn. kind? Yeah, like with snakes and dragons and whatever. <laughs> no, a, a pr pretty vanilla porn. I am scared of porn and like what it does to kids, like young kids. To desensitize, yeah. Like if I had porn when I was 10 or 11 or mm -hmm. 12, like uh, like por online porn, yeah, that'd be scary. That'd yeah. Be terrifying. Like I think the biggest, this to dating apps, the biggest problem with porn I think is the switching is like the choice like the guys I've talked to about porn it's they don't like com they commit to the one porn they keep like they keep like next 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 as next. in I don't think I if I'm with someone I don't think I want them watching the same porn star every time they're now they're, now they're in a relationship that's yeah, kind of weird when you, yeah, like, that, <laughs> and like, you follow them on twitter or something. yeah like you're with a porn star like that's i could only like i don't want to cheat on my porn star with another porn star like that now you're in a relationship they're probably I, thinking about that porn star when they're with you yeah what if i just started crying <laughs> you just <laughs> broke my real? heart you just broke real? my heart yeah. I, I i have such a conflicted relationship with porn because as someone i can watch porn and it doesn't, but I don't watch, I watch it so infrequently that I, I think from what I understand with guys that watch it, it's like a daily thing. And I can see how that desensitizes them. And I've also in dating again this last year, um, 
and before I was engaged, I definitely saw the impact of porn and guys sexually where they just come out swinging and they think they need to choke you and, and yeah. fish hook you. Uh, they literally are like, like digging your eye sockets out. You're just like, okay, hold on to time, like time out. I feel like, so I don't know what you're talking about with the fish hooking, but I feel like, <laughs> I feel like fish hooking is a thing. They're pulling your nodules. <laughs> I mean, it's no. really, I'm like, wait, are you watching MMA or I'm porn? I'm not sure head. what exactly, <laughs> yeah. where this is all coming from, but I feel like people only talk about the effects of porn on women. And I was talking about this the other day with romantic comedies. People only talk about the effect of romantic comedies on men. Women saw them too, uh, on women, men saw them too. Men learned you have to make grandiose gestures. You show up at a woman's house with a stereo like John Cusack. You hold it up. You show up at women's work without asking. You ambush women. You know, like yeah. romantic comedies taught men to stalk women, right? And porn is also, sh I feel like, sh has negative effects on men in that when they come into the bedroom, they think they need to just, like, be like Cirque du Soleil performers that just, like, beat the shit out of us now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know what to... I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> but you're right. I'm pretty vanilla, though. So, yeah. I, I, but because we were talking about VR and the future of that. Talking about love, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to ask you your definition of it because I want to fight with you about it. Okay. Well, I, I think that robots will for a long time serve the role of just being friends. Mm-hmm. Like, Which our phone already kind of is. Mm -hmm. Right, we it, already. But, but your phone, exactly, beautifully put. But the phone doesn't know much about you, and it'd be nice if the phone listened, like literally listened to who you are mm -hmm. privately. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that is broken about the way current social networks work. One is they totally disrespect your right to privacy. Mm -hmm. They don't give you control over your data. They assume people aren't intelligent. They're not transparent with the decisions they make. And if all of that is there, I feel like you would be willing to give, like, to teach another AI system, another digital being about yourself, that so it can make you feel, so you can be heard, and through that process learn about yourself. Like I truly believe there is, like you, you think about like a therapist, uh, in his best form, which is what friendship is, which is what relationships are, is you, you you're heard. You're understood. Somebody takes the time to really listen. Well, how about this? For the first eight years or whatever I was going to a therapist, I lied to her. In terms of lying to the therapist, I believe most people are lying to themselves, mm -hmm. including the two of us to some degree, to each, uh, to ourselves, that I, like we don't, that's one of the things I learned with a podcast is like, we don't prod our psyche enough. Like, Basically, to put another way, the therapist that we pay for, I've never been to a therapist, but if you go to a therapist, is they're just not very good. They're not good at truly prodding into the depths of our psyche. Well, they want to just keep you coming. They just want to make you feel good so you'll keep coming yeah, back. That's another thing, yeah. yeah, that's a whole other thing. But, you know, it's interesting you say that, like, because I think just the same way you would update software, update your computer, update your phone, whatever, you have to update your own mental software of like, is this still true about me? Like, is this just a story that I have about myself? Like, you know, I'm insecure, I'm single, or I, like, I think we become robots, frankly, sometimes. <laughs> um, and we sort of um, constantly have to update our software in terms of our perceptions of ourself and our psyche. Well, the, one of the problems with social media, I try to make sure there's zero gap between who I truly am and who I present myself online. Interesting. I mean, that's... 
I feel like you've succeeded with that. Yeah, but it's easier. It's actually easier for uh, when it's not my career. Like I, I worry about looking at your internet presence because you're always like super excited, super having all these kinds of fun. It's, it's difficult because I feel like there's a pressure to perform uh, as opposed to. Um, but that's not what you do. That's not right. what you're selling. Right. That's not your product. But see, for me, it's it's pretty like because when you come out with your home robot. I'm not. I'm not going to buy it because you were running around with girls in bikinis at the pool, like I do it on mine. I do it because I'm like, he's well, a serious person that I respect. Well, actually, so the interesting thing is, I'd like to be different than a Zuckerberg or even a Jack Dorsey because one of the biggest things I hate is marketing teams at some of these uh, some of these places. So like, they they hide away the depth of the who the person really is. Like, I don't think. Mark Zuckerberg knows how to show his real self to the world. And it's a huge problem. Your eyes are so blue today. Thanks. I've been crying. <laughs> <laughs> Best fiends. Best fiends. You know what's the worst? Being alone with your thoughts. There's just nothing worse Thank than you, having Socrates. Than having to sit there. And think about your past and mull in your own nasty emotions and your anxiety. When you could be exercising your brain with this fun puzzle game, <laughs> Best Fiend. The only thing better than a best friend is a best fiend. Is a best fiend. Best Fiends has helped me avoid my inner monologue for months now. I love it. I'm playing with friends in Nashville. You are? We're competing. How come we're I not loved- friends? I don't know why we're not friends. That's a great question. <laughs> we're wish, not. I we're, wish you would tell me. we're best friends. We're not best fiends. <laughs> I literally love. I love talking trash as a bug. <laughs> you know how exciting. Well, it's that a is? little video game. Let's explain what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a video game. It's a puzzle game where you solve every level has like a different challenge of colors or tasks you have to do. Like you have to blow this many things up or use this. It's many like water a puzzle droplets. game that doesn't make you stupider. Yeah, it's like it's kind of difficult sometimes yeah you have only have so many moves but you have little characters that are bugs and they fight slugs which is so cute i love that they're just like chubby little like cute like sluggy buggy bubbies and it's like a reward i love reward based things and Mm. like you can then why do you hang out with me (laughs) well you know we're working on it um (laughs) and like you can level the characters up and they look different they change it's oh yeah 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 and they're gonna change for halloween hot hot tip but I guess I just like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, this is such a great way to train your brain to do something fun and healthy instead of something toxic and unhealthy. Like instead of texting your ex, go play Best Fiends. Like yeah. when you feel Level like, up a spider. Yeah. <laughs> when you like feel compelled to like call your mom who's just going to make you feel bad about yourself, play Best Fiends. Like I'm trying to retrain my brain to instead of doing self something self-destructive on my phone to go do something like playful and fun and um everybody needs more fun you have yeah. time to, there's over a hundred million downloads on this game so oh, people so are we're not alone it. it's not just us it's, it's not a hot take that this is a fun game yeah, it's a fun <laughs> we're game. super unoriginal and if you're bored instead of scrolling mindlessly through and now Instagram, that we're touring, you can pull this up no wi-fi needed i also get so anxious on planes my new thing is that when i'm waiting for the plane to take off i'll just play it there's that like 20 minutes where you're like can't really get work done you can't really focus and you don't want to just like sit there and like be anxious. I just play this game and then I'm like, huh. It yeah. just like passes the time in a way that doesn't make me feel like, oh, I just wasted time. The whole time. time they're telling me how to survive a crash, playing this game. <laughs> I have no idea how to survive that, but I know that I will level up that ladybug. <laughs> Best fiends. 
Engage your brain with the fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Yeah, that's not just our stutters. Best Fiends. (laughs) That's not just Benton being Southern. Word of the day, Fiends. (laughs) You know what? I do. I think, what? The only way I could love DoorDash more (laughs) is if they delivered friends to my house. (laughs) Back up, back up. Are you trying to tell me that baked beans is not a friend? (laughs) Best friend I've ever had. Listen, DoorDash is... I couldn't survive without it. Okay, let's. You guys know what DoorDash is. You already know what it is. If you've downloaded it, congratulations. If you use it, congratulations. You have high self esteem and you know how to live a quality life. If you haven't, let me just let me just tell you something, Mister. I just spit all over myself. Life is a nightmare. Life is a series of nightmares, and the goal is to just navigate each nightmare with a modicum of grace. This is uplifting. I'm just saying there's so much hard stuff going on right now. There's so much we can't control. If there's one thing you can control, one thing you can make easier in your life, freaking do it. Eating your feelings. (laughs) I'm just saying the rigmarole of like making food, like going to the grocery store, just like treat yourself. The last thing you need is to like cut yourself freaking trying to make dinner or like doing that extra. I just find that like ordering food from DoorDash and just like how it's just like it makes the easy thing easy easy things should be easy and hard things should be hard I don't think easy things should be hard does that make sense yeah it does <laughs> I'm just saying easy things should be you easy deserve to make your life a little bit easier I, that's what I'm finding with just food delivery and having like DoorDash just like it just makes life like 10% easier yeah and it's you can also you know I love to make things fun sometimes I'll order DoorDash and then I'll I'll get really busy doing something and I'll forget. And then I have like a surprise <laughs> delivery. I ordered three pies yesterday. I brought a pie here today. You did from House of Pies. How- Benton ordered pies off of DoorDash. Thought I was ordering one slice of pie. Ordered three full <laughs> pies. I said, well, that's not helping me out in any. There's nothing. But honestly, there's just nothing that feels better than like summoning a man to bring you food. Even though it's DoorDash, and I know, I'm, male I know that I, I'm just saying it's it lately has been mostly male drivers, and I like to pretend that my DoorDash driver is like a ex boyfriend who's just like, I'm sorry, here's your chicken sandwich. You like to think they're repenting for the patriarchy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. there's something that makes me feel very powerful to be like, yes, give me my creamed corn now through the fence. Ordering cream corn. Yes, I love. I, I order. I've been eating a lot of corn. I know. The other day you ordered. What'd you order? Fried pickles and jalapeno poppers. Oh my god! I am so obsessed. The, this one place that I order from off DoorDash, they have fried zucchini chips, fried pickles, fried jalapeno poppers, and buffalo cauliflower. And I order like three days a week. Yeah, you looked at me with a mouthful of food and said, "Want a jalapeno popper?" <laughs> the DoorDash drivers are starting to be like, "Ah, uh, like, here's your poppers here's again, your carnival food, ma'am." <laughs> I know. I eat like um, someone at the Roman Coliseum yeah. watching a gladiator show. Eating fried pickles <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> you're like, okay. Uh, can you read the official DoorDash yeah. copy? 
Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more. That's like one serving of fried pickles, just saying. (laughs) And zero delivery fees for their first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Whitney. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Whitney. Don't forget that's code Whitney for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Yes! One of the things that internet encouraged of me is to be real, is to be flawed. Well, Alon's probably the best example of someone who's shown his personality and it works, even though it's yeah mercurial and exactly. He's one of the people that inspires me to like. You can just be yourself. If it's weird, just be yourself. Yeah, but you don't have to be the product. You're making a product as well. You don't. You know. But I believe you do have to be the product. Interesting. It's like if people are going to trust the things you create, yeah. you have to be real. Interesting. Like that's part of the, that's the Elon Musk thing too. Like they're not going to. If you're going to be a Mark Zuckerberg who never shows up on camera except he's when he's making some meats on a barbecue. I don't know if you've seen that. He talks about I love meat. And he talks all about all these kinds of different meats, and mm-hmm. it's the creepiest thing. <laughs> well, life. no, I know. I heard something about the how he like kills his own goats or something wasn't jack dorsey telling a story about how he went to mark zuckerberg's house to have dinner and they're like you want to kill your goat for with a laser beam or something yeah that's, the whole that's thing not, just felt like a cartoon villain that's where money gets in the way money can detach you from society that's why i hate money i'll always give away money it's interesting that you were saying that like twitter's negative and it made me think or just like what we see online is negative i do also think that we're in this moment where men are having to have this like rude awakening as well because I'm not surprised by negativity online. Like women are not as thrown by it, I think, because we're used to catcalling. We're used to <laughs> we're used to trolls. We're you you know, like there's I just I get excited talking to you about stuff like this. Sorry, I just flipped my computer over, guys. I got excited about this point I'm making. Um like the fear of robots and the surprise at how negative the internet can be to me is a little bit exclusive to men, if I may generalize for a second, because, you know, it's so funny to me when Rogan's afraid of robots. It's like robots are going to kill us. It's like, oh, my God, this is the first time you experience you've yeah. been scared of something because you've you've always been the most powerful, scary, dangerous thing. Whereas women are always used to something that might eventually overpower us and kill us. Yeah, but it doesn't make it OK. Like I'm one of the things I disagree with Rogan on is he always says don't read the comments. I mean, the another version of that is you saying don't pay attention to the comments, like mm-hmm. the, to the negativity in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, yes, that's good advice personally. But like, I actually have the ability to change that. Like, like I said, I, I either I want to build it or I want to encourage other people, like collaborate with people that want to build a competitor and create communities that are actually positive. Like, it's not okay the toxicity that we see in comments. I do, but I also think that. For me, I believe that any kind of anger or negativity is all coming from pain. So when I see negative comments, I don't go, look at all this fucking toxic negativity. I'm like, oh, my God, there's so many people that are in pain. I need to work even harder and be even funnier and try to help heal these people. These people are in pain. You don't write a negative comment to somebody because your life is going great and you feel great. It's like a drug. Well, that's great. I mean, that's the way you should probably see it. But for them individually they might not even understand that they're being assholes. And you that's a responsibility on the platform to make them realize that. Like help help them understand, like put a mirror to them 
and help them understand that they are, when they are being toxic, that they're being toxic and how to be kinder and that it's ultimately rewarding to be kind. Like that, that, that's at the individual level. The same way that when we're two humans sitting together and we can see the pain that we cause to each other for being like assholes to each other, like mean to each other, the same thing should be possible on the internet. But I think it's also important to look at that, and maybe this is just me and my sort of maternal comedian, uh, you know, take, but like, you know, I do believe hurt people hurt people, as cliche as that platitude is, you know, anyone who is being negative to us was injured in some way, psychologically. Something happened to them, right? Like, I get very thrown when I think about how, you know, most pedophiles were molested as kids. And it's like, you know, that's like a hard one to process. So it's like when you see people that are in this kind of pain, I go, okay, how can we break the cycle? And maybe we break the cycle because Lex is going to make these robots that kids are going to be able to have that are going to help them learn to self-soothe and manage their anger and manage their pain or give them the love that the their dad or mom can't, you know, fill in the blind spots or fill in the, you know, um, give them the attention they never got or the eye contact they never got or something so that we can stop the invisible wounds from being created so then we can stop the pain and hence what turns into anger. Yeah, but... Because you can't just tell someone who's 35 years old stop being negative. It's like, well, I've got, I've got One step at <laughs> inju- in, invisible wounds from my childhood. That's not yeah. how it works. Yeah, but you have to help them realize when they are being that and then just one step at a time. and you You help them improve. Like... The the system that incentivizes behavior on social networks with the likes and all of that needs to encourage you to be a better version of I yourself. See. Get rewarded for yeah. kindness instead of negativity. It's not as simple. Like the words are not exactly right here because it's not always kindness, but to be a better version of yourself mm-hmm. every time. So like the same kind of thing when I do difficult when I do difficult things like jujitsu and all that kind of stuff. It's that that humbling process is really effective at like looking within yourself to try to improve. And I think everybody's capable of that. Even people who've been through trauma to like face their demons, to face the dark. Like it doesn't have to be like extreme. It can be just like, I think more, what's more common is just basic jealousy. Like Mm. you, you have a dream, you want it to be a musician and it's not working out. And so you go on all of these musicians pages and you shit on their content. Like you say negative stuff to them because mm-hmm. really you wanted to be a great musician. Mm-hmm. And instead you're experiencing all kinds of jealousy. But I think what you have to, like, in the, so the for that kind of person, what you have to realize is it feels really good. And in, in fact, is inspiring if you are instead encouraging of those musicians or just say kind things. And that allows you to, that like mental positivity opens up the world of possibilities for you like you can actually you know like achieve your dreams or change your dreams like pivot to what you can actually achieve then you feel better like when i leave if i could never leave when i see people leave negative comments i'm like i would feel like shit if i did that like i would you know feel dirty i'd feel shame but we're leaving out that a lot of people are addicted to shame. A lot of people are addicted to feeling like shit. A lot of people, that's the, you know, and I think that, and we'll talk about Neuralink in a second, like, like that to me is the biggest potential for that is to, is we have to address addictive behavior in the way addicts think and shame addiction. We don't understand shame addiction because we don't have it necessarily, but 
I, I, I have experienced it a little bit, not at this juncture in my life, but a lot of people are addicted to feeling like shit and making their outsides match their insides yeah. because they have toxicity inside, they're self-loathing. You know, I saw it with Roseanne. I'm just going to say it. This will probably get me in trouble, but I watched somebody that like everyone loved her and she just had to make them all hate her. So she had some kind of homeostasis or equilibrium or whatever it is that Huberman, I think talks about this a little bit too, where your outsides need to match your inside. There are some people that go to New York and their internal chaos. They feel calm in New York because outside is chaos and inside is chaos. We're matched now. Right? So it's like the same with, if you hate yourself, making other people hate you or creating toxicity makes you feel calm. And that has a basis in, dopamine receptors and addictive behavior and nature and nurture and all of it. But I just feel like we're not talking, having a big conversation about addiction and mental illness the way we should. We're acting like everybody has the same tools in their toolbox in terms of rewarding kindness. It's like, okay, but some people get off on their sadistic. Some people get off on shame. Some people get off on humiliating themselves, you know? So it's like, but yeah, I, the, the, whether I'm wrong or not, I don't know. But my basic assumption is, once they, once most people try being kind, mm -hmm. try get addicted to that feeling. Yeah, they they get addicted to the results it creates. So like, you just need to give it a chance. Like, but if there's a, a algorithm or whatever, look at me trying to use science words. Um, in <laughs> if there's a what does an algorithm mean? Spider program <laughs> in yeah. place. Well, that's my biggest fear. So. Because we're all in an algorithm. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Are you mad at me? Uh, what are you thinking? Are we in a fight? <laughs> are we in a fight? Uh, it's not your fault. What do you mean? It's not your fault. Because I feel like you... I, not your fault. I conflate with you. You're sometimes reticent, but sometimes I think you're sad, but I can't tell if I'm projecting. No, I feel like I've dropped from a 4 out of 10 to a 3 out of 10. Why? No, I just... I feel like this is going great. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you not having fun? I'm having a lot of fun. Are you miserable? <laughs> are you it. mad at me? <laughs> the, the, the worse you think you're doing, the yeah. better this is going. So I'm fine with you grading yourself okay. harshly. The question is this, because if we're all in these algorithms now and we're all only getting news that is being catered to us, are we all just going to get stupider? Do you need more coffee? No, I, just, was, I just saw you take a sip of an empty I, cup. No, there's there's stuff in there, but I thought I'm going to have to answer something in a second. So I was like... <laughs> No, don't worry. I, I My question. Able, I won't be able to. It takes me enjoy. about forty-five seconds to answer a very to to phrase a sim simple question. I'll wait. I'll watch. So you have plenty of time to take a drink. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> this enjoy should be this four struggle. words, and I'm going to find a way to make it fifty words. I think you already forgot the question. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm just sort of treading water over here. Algorithms. Like I was with who was I with? Uh, Taylor Tomlin. This weekend we were touring, and we were both in Denver. And like we both go to the same news site and she has like different news than I do. Like mine's all like dog rescue videos and shit, right? And like, yeah. I'm like, wait, we're getting different news based on, I shouldn't only get the news that I'm interested in. I need to, this is my concern with our lives being so um, organized by what we want. I remember walking around New York and I suck at New York. The more I go there, the less I know how to navigate it. And I was using Waze last time I was there and I got to the hotel and didn't get lost. And I was like, I kind of wish I had gotten lost. Mm. Like some of the most magical moments and some of the most interesting things I've done are like I took a wrong turn and I stumbled into this store that I never would have seen otherwise. Especially and I, in New York. I yeah. met this person that I never would have met. And like. And then we dated for 10 years. And then we dated for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. 
and then he murdered me. Yeah. Um, so what what do we do about that? About like how we're program gonna have our lives down to a T and smart, for lack of a better word. But is there we're gonna have smart homes, we're gonna have smart cars. Is there any argument to stay stupid? Yeah, hundred percent. So first of all, let's say let's not take for granted how amazing it is that if you enjoy watching videos of dogs that these algorithms bring more videos of dogs to you. Like, we take for granted how magical that is. But is like, there anything to be said for diminishing marginal returns, which is, like, the reason I like them so much is because I only see one a day, not yeah. 50 a day. So there's a balance of strength. Now I'm sick of dogs. How did that happen? It's, like, your point of scarcity. I, yeah, right. But So there's a balance of strength, but it's pretty cool that we're able to do that, you know, th that that we can bring our interest to us. So it's just that the algorithms currently are are quite dumb and not optimized for the right kind of thing. I think it's great to see videos of dogs if you're interested in dogs, <laughs> but also mix stuff up. Like you don't want most of your life to be a complete chaos as generic. You want, you do want to cultivate your interest and like go down rabbit holes in your interest. Like I'm sure Rogan, who's into alien, the text, 99% of texts I've been getting from Joe Rogan the past month have been about aliens. <laughs> So, well, because he's texting you about aliens, so he's probably getting more articles about aliens, yeah, and it becomes like a... So he also, he wants, like, approval from somebody who is a quote-unquote scientist that aliens are real. So You're I, not a quote-unquote scientist. Well, I'm not. I that's a good That's a good um, dating app bio, though, quote-unquote quote scientist. scientist. Yeah. I'm very good with the bios if you need help. Uh, what, what what makes a good bio? What, let, let's go, what makes a what good makes bio? A good bio? What, what, what are the pictures in your bio? Uh, your, uh, actually, I, you would love my dating app bio. Okay, so this, this is, is my op this is my Raya my dating app main photo. Okay. <laughs> it's me as half a robot. That's really good, <laughs> and, and kind of disturbingly hot. Would you swipe right on that? <laughs> Benton did my makeup for Halloween uh, last year as a half robot. That's weirdly attractive zombie. <laughs> well, I mean, I robot. feel like yeah. <laughs> well, a quote-unquote scientist would definitely be into those. I mean, that's amazing. That's an amazing picture because it's like this person has a sense of humor. Yeah, they're obviously gorgeous, and like I don't know what. And you're... then my second photo is. Hold on, I forget. You have to like play a song. Hold on, this is the whole thing. Oh, I have to start it. Okay, then my robot is my second picture. <laughs> Bear Claw is my second picture. Then me and an ape. <laughs> Subliminal messaging. Then I don't know what that is. I yeah, these are all really weird. Me in Vietnam. Well, you have zero, I travel. Like, I'm selfie fun. like really. I'm... Then me and my dog. Wow, that's a good one. You gotta have the dog. Yeah, all my photos that's are really kind good. of good. Yeah. What's your bio say? Uh, comedian. Comedian. Mm -hmm. and that's it. I don't like oh, joke do jobs. I don't like joke jobs. I don't like it when mm. someone under work writes like sometimes or a lot or or the most annoying thing is when a when a um, a guy does a, a fake like joke job that's bad that ends up being better than their real job. Like they'll be like hand model and you're like, oh, ha ha. He must be like a CEO or he must have. And then you're like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm self-employed. You're like, I'd rather you be a hand model. <laughs> yeah. Your joke was better yeah. than your real job, you fucking tool. <laughs> What's uh, so these? One of my problems, actually, with the reason I don't use apps mm -hmm. is they don't have a way to like really specify who you are. I feel like, well, no, I mean, I feel like it's all about pictures and like what kind of music you like. 
and like a possibility to say some clever shit and like yeah but that's just an opening jumping off point yeah but that's very inefficient like, there needs uh, to be some kind of intrigue though this is my concern mm-hmm. and i text you last night um about super sad true love story the book that i'm adapting for hbo you guys i don't think i've talked about it on this podcast but it's about it's a dystopian satire about dating in the future and how hard it's going to be to fall in love with a lack of privacy. Like if I know everything about you right away, there's no mystery. There's no ability to sort of, uh, project onto you. Like, I think there needs to be a certain amount of omissions in order to fall in love with somebody. If you know too, the key to falling in love, I think is you meet someone, they hide their flaws and mistakes for the most part. You get chemically addicted to them and bonded with them four months in. They're like, and by the way, I have three DUIs. And it's like, well, fuck, I'm already in love with you. And I'm going to just go like, oh, well, it was part of your journey and you are who you are because of that. And I forgive it. And like, if I knew on date one you had two DUIs, I would never see you again. Yeah. Yeah. That's we true. rely but on an like, absence of information in order to fall in love. But the kind of mystery that dating apps have is the kind of mystery I guess I don't like. I like the mystery of a stranger at a, at a, at a bar late at night kind of thing. Because there's still, there's so much more information that's interesting about chemistry, about like your interests. Yeah. The kind of joke you make. I don't know. I mean, I guess, okay, so your profile is pretty good. Like that community. Would you swipe right on that? I don't, I don't, I don't want to admit to swiping on anything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't swipe. I I don't swipe. I feel like I'm really stressing you out. Yeah, this is. (laughs) Is this stressing you out? No. Well, you know, I'm nervous. Why? I, I don't know. This is, I don't, it's, I'm not, you know, conversations are stressful. Really? You have six like podcasts. People, well, no. Like, okay. So there's some conversations you have that you feel like if you screw up, it'll be, I don't know, you you feel like you can screw up. And so like, I'm nervous to screw it up. I don't, where was, like, when was the last time? I have very few of those now. Maybe the first time I was, I was on Rogan. And with you, I feel like, I don't know why. It's just nervousness. <laughs> For what's the well, you're okay. I mean, I forget this is being recorded. It's, <laughs> it's, we can always cut stuff out. Okay. Well, I okay. You're so you're a, a beautiful woman, and it's difficult for me to you know. It makes me naturally nervous. I'm not. I've been staring at a computer screen for a long time. <laughs> With some porn on it. Yeah, and sometimes you want it right. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. When I watch the podcast, me copy and paste it onto a porn star's body. So when when I I Photoshop your your head onto these porn stars, when I watch your podcast, and with have you animated porns of me? Yes or no? (laughs) It wouldn't be funny if my whole apartment is just (laughs) pictures of you on on uh, on. (laughs) Oh man! Honestly, that would be hot. I'm into that. (laughs) I'm not saying that's healthy. So there's a part of the stalking thing that I appreciate. Dude, trust me. It's very flatter. It's very, and it's, yeah. but I had a stalker that showed up in my house and he also happened to have been handsome. It was, it was very confusing. So what do you do with that? What do I do with that? Um, it was really fascinating because he clearly was schizophrenic or has some, right. you know, and uh, that's my demo. Um, and he, you know, 
went back and it, it was you can tell right away if someone's going to be physically dangerous to you or not. I don't know if that's just a girl thing. Um, I talk a lot about the book The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker on this podcast about how our gut just knows if someone's dangerous or not. All the all women that he interviewed for this book after they were assaulted by someone that walked them to their car or helped them with their groceries or opened the door for them or whatever. They all were like, I knew something was off about that guy. Which is why you were scared shitless when I showed up. You, I did jump when I saw you earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you should trust, you should I trust did, your instincts. I did open the door looking for Lex and I saw him and I like screamed. It was weird. I mean, the thing a guy does, like when I enter the room, it's like, can I kill everybody on my way out? That's what you think when you walk into a room? I naturally, like I don't literally think that, but like it's a kind of, um, it's a feeling. If you had to kill someone, how would you do it? In which situation, like this? Like, yes, like if someone came in here right now and tried to kill me and you had to kill them, how would you do it? Weapons are involved. Like you have to deescalate. You have to try to deescalate the situation, probably. So like it's different. But what if you just your only option was killing them? Just thought exercise. The aggression. Just like move. You have to move really fast. You have to move, and you choke them, or you just put their oh like that. You yeah. put their push so, their nose up into their brain. No, jujitsu. So it's control. Control first, then 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 kill. So take down. So like it's it's like everything tight. Control. Probably take the back and probably choke. Choke them from the back. Yeah, because th then they can do the least amount of damage to me. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But so bring them to the ground, like, with a big takedown, probably hurt them a little bit on the on the way down, like, if especially if it's hard ground, mm -hmm. and then control and choke. But I prefer, I would, I would think if I wasn't... I prefer... If I was a hit man, <laughs> I would probably, d like, distance, so guns. Guns, yeah. Sniper. And then where do you like want to sniper. shoot someone if you shoot them with a gun? The easiest way to kill them. Neck, know. heart? I don't know. Yes, you do. No. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm not. I'm, not. I've, I've, I'm trying I've, to get you a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking about killing people. Yeah. You're going to have so many stalkers after this. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably in the head. I don't know. There's a, there's a movie called Leon the Professional. Mm. Super with uh, Natalie Portman. Which, oh, is like she that. like, I feel like she's like your dream girl. Why? I don't know that that to me. I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm um, profiling you because I'm like Star Wars now. I feel like smart guys like oh, you Natalie, think of Portman. Natalie Portman is Star, it's Star Wars. Wars. She's in Star Wars, right? Black Swan. I was, okay. I was like the dark Natalie Portman. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not Star Wars. I don't like Star Wars. Okay. Like, like pew pew ships and all. Pew pew. Yeah. Is that how a scientist describes? Bop bop bop. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you do when you're coding? Bop, bop, bop. Yeah, with my shrine to Whitney Cummings. <laughs> I just have my ringtone is bop, bop, bop. Can you please get, get your keyboard to just go bop, bop, bop every time you press yeah. on it? I have like all dolls like with, with your head on that. <laughs> just choking them from the back. And now you gave me some merch, which is great, by the way. So now I get to dress up. I did give Lex some merch. Some merch that's sold out, no longer available. You got it. You're never going to wear it. I'll wear it. Really? Yeah. I feel like you only wear black and white. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Do you ever I'll wear, wear colors? It, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is with stalkers, because I think it's important because right now you're getting a lot of, ten of attention coming at you, certainly from women. It's interesting how when somebody, like the, when I had someone, whatever, stalking, whatever that even means, um, came at me, 
I think I became so much more obsessed with him than he was with me. All I did was wonder where he was and if he was following me on Instagram and I never knew what caption and I shouldn't post this and I shouldn't. And then I'm every time I go outside, like I, when someone gets obsessed with you, it's amazing how you start stalking your stalker. Yeah. I mean, well, you're like, you, you love neurology, psychology. So I don't know if you're like me, but to me, it's fascinating how their mind works too. Mm-hmm. Like what... Like, I get that. I, I, I get the, because as someone that chased the approval of my dad for so long, I get the, I, I know what it's like to fixate on something to manage your terror and distract yourself. You were talking about the worm at the core on, uh, was it Rogan? I tried to talk yeah. to him about that once. Um, you should definitely, I mean, this Sheldon Solomon who wrote Worm at the Core, I've interviewed him. Right. He... Because it was unclear if he's a good interview or not, and he's incredible. So it's when, about terror management, right? Which, yeah. but that that was first. Um, he's the one that came up with it. Warm at the core was, it was what, Ernest Becker. Oh yeah, Ernest Becker was the one that inspired all that stuff. Right, but the terror management theory, and essentially that because we are the only species that knows we're going to die, we just have to distract ourselves constantly. Am I d- is describing yeah. this right? To manage our terror of death. Sort of what's going on in politics, this team mentality, a lot of what terror management says is in order to manage our fear of death, we have to have prizes and teams and alliances and awards and stuff so that we have a sense of longevity and yeah. posterity, right? Yeah. Yeah. He basically says that all, most of human creation is is the warm at the core at the base of it is has to do with our fear of mortality which i find because i bring that up often with people most people don't agree with oh i 100 percent agree with that but it also justifies a lot of really you know untoward behavior like racism and stuff you know like there's it's it's you know which it is what it is but it you one, think you, I agree. you're against racism? I'm against hot take. <laughs> we have a lot of That's hot a hell takes. Of a stand to take. Hot takes. I mean, do you really find that, you know, do you really think that cancel cultural is problematic? Because I find that that as I'm listening to, uh, I was listening to your conversation with Michael Malice, and I hear people talk about it a lot. It seems so much bigger to you guys. <laughs> Than it does to me. What do you mean, you? Guys? I just don't. Th- uh, good question. <laughs> guys, in general, I feel like men. It's the it's men don't like to be controlled. They don't like when power gets redistributed. They don't. Technically, the 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 people in power don't like it when their power is challenged. Yeah. As someone who is not a fan of cancel culture or you know um, virtue signaling or justice warrior shit, someone who's strongly against it, but I know why it exists and I can see it for what it is, which is just people throwing rocks at the limousine as it drives by. Like it's everyone inside the limo is fine. You know, that's, that's a very legitimate criticism is like, yeah, the people in the limo are upset that some rocks are being thrown. It, it's very true that uh, in this process when the power structures, the institutions are being questioned, are, that the, the powerful are getting, are being uncomfortable. But at the same time, I mean, it's, it's a balance that we need to strike. There's a lot of difficult questions that you have to be able to, to say, and you have to be able to say multiple sentences, mm-hmm. and then you have to be able to change your mind, mm-hmm. and you can't, the idea that somebody would clip out half a half a sentence and then make it an entire big article—that's the cancel culture. That's really problem. well. That's bad journalism. 
Well, yes, and journalism is broken today. That's, that's the right. clickbait. That, that's that, right. That's on people's th- fault. That's what they saw. That's the only they didn't know it was cut out of context. Right. So th- there's a balance to be struck, I think. But uh, well, you you have to me as as a white guy who is somewhat enjoys intellectual conversations and nuanced conversations. You know, you have to you have to be sensitive to the cancel culture. Like I I feel this at MIT. There's um. There was a situation that happened with a guy named a uh, famous computer scientist made, named Richard Stallman, who on a thread within MIT was talking about Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Marvin Minsky, who's another seminal AI figure. And some, a few, uh, you know, like undergrads, like 20-year-olds, said that Marvin Minsky is a rapist because Jeff, he's met with Jeffrey Epstein and Jeffrey Epstein... Uh, told uh, another a, a woman to walk up to Marvin Minsky, who was 70 years old at the time. 17? 70. 70. Oh, Minsky. oh, but how was, old was the girl that walked but up? She was 17, yeah. Oh, got it. But like 70-year-old man, right? Okay. Uh, and she came up to him and, you know, propositioned her. Like, he didn't know that it was forced or not. That's first of all. And second of all, he said no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, th- no thank you, like politely, you know. Uh, and that was that was construed as rape on this thread within MIT. And Richard Stallman... So it was a rumor. It was hearsay. Yeah. But Richard Stallman on this thread said, well, we should be careful about how we define rape. That's not, you know, that's not... The 70-year-old man wrote yeah. that on the thread? Yeah, another... He's not 70. He's like 50. That's a so different guy. Okay. Different guy. That doesn't matter. But he got fired. Or pushed out of MIT for saying that because the those undergrads said that you know rape is rape. There's no discussion of definitions or whatever. Rape, rape is rape, and uh, like that's cancel culture because here's a person who's trying to draw. That's not even nuanced. That's just like, like let's try to talk about a little bit of facts, and he gets pushed out completely. Did he have to respond to that? If I may, he. he uh, he didn't. He didn't. And I, that's, I would That's not. where things get weird. If there's a situation that had nothing to do with you and you have to go and go, let's just fucking agree on what rape means. It's like you did. You've done something shady that you what do you stand to gain in jumping into this fight that has nothing to do with you? Like right. you're when I see men that react to if one man is accused of something, some men are like, oh, that's that sucks. I don't know if it's true or not. But if the guys go, that's fucking crazy. I'm like, you've done something shady. Yeah. You have guilt. You have a secret, and you're scared. But if you if you do want to say something, which I think I think the right thing to do is what, uh, for example, uh, Barack Obama did, is be eloquent about it. Be mm-hmm. be fucking good. If you're going into this war zone of cancel culture, and you want to make a point to this twenty year old, to saying like, th- to say that some nuanced point about the dangers of overusing the word rape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You better be good at saying But you also, I, it harms actual rape victims. Right. So, like, if you want to make that point, you better be good at it. Like, I don't know if you heard Obama talk about cancel culture. I don't think so. He's, he's smooth with everything. But yeah. He, he's, so he, he was pretty smooth about it. And so you have to practice. You have to think about it. You can't just speak from emotion. I mean, if we can learn anything, that nobody should speak from just, like, from that weird dark energy that you get like when you just want to 
Right. Which robots can help solve. I mean, it's sort of like feelings aren't facts, but sometimes when you have feelings and you want to take an action, yeah, and that's real. yeah. So it's like I would love to have a robot that I can like bounce off my <laughs> like feelings aren't facts. I really want to tweet this thing. Is this a good idea? You know, I always try to if I have a feeling or um, come up around something, my rule is always like wait three days. If you still want to send that email, if you still want to send that tweet or that text, three days later you can do it. Yeah, but a lot right. of us, it's taken me fifteen years of like <laughs> like. 12-step programs and meditation and stuff to be able to have that pause. Most people don't have it. They just send it without thinking. Yeah. I actually know that you seem to be the person that a lot of people run their ideas by, like comedians. Like Joe. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's Well, Joe, I mean, Joe and I, he, he doesn't like call me. Uh, this is, I joke about, this is why I dyed my hair pink, because so many people were asking me for advice. Like I had to give off some <laughs> vibe that I'm not together because it was like all day, every day I was, you know, getting these calls. Should I tweet this? Should I say this? Should I bring this up on the podcast? You know, we've had a big reorganization in comedy, not only because of the pandemic and people moving, but also with people getting canceled. And yeah, half it, the comedians got canceled. Yeah, half the fe- comedians got canceled. I'm the I'm for some reason the Me Too police. I didn't sign up for this, but people call me to be like, should I say this? Am I allowed to say this? And I'm like, look, you can say it. You can do that. But these are going to be the consequences. You can't, you know, it's, it's amazing sometimes to me that comedians like, we're like the, you know, like warriors of free speech. And we want to be able to say whatever the fuck we want, but we don't want anyone else to have free speech. We don't want other people to be able to criticize us or have their feelings or thoughts around what we say. So if, if you know, when comedians are like, how come I can't say tranny? I'm like, you can, but the people that are offended by it, they have free speech too. And they get to say that's offensive. You can't, free speech isn't only for you. You can't be selectively free speech. Yeah, but there's, I mean, it's it's a, it's a giant mess with with Spotify. So I know a lot of folks at Spotify, for example. I know what's going on there with with the Rogan thing. I don't think I do. With you know Alex uh, Jones or it, uh, something was censored. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so a bunch of episodes. Me were, bringing ketamine on the show was that censored? <laughs> yeah, you were censored. For sure. <laughs> I literally were brought out. ketamine nasal spray. I was like, should we do this? <laughs> they left that in. <laughs> yeah. So they they still haven't published a bunch of the episodes, including Alex Jones, but also. Some, a new one? Because I thought they took down the old one. No, they... So, first of all, bef- you know, a few months ago, there was no episodes. So they just uploaded all the episodes of Rogan on mm-hmm. Spotify. And, like, they didn't take anything down. It's just, they just didn't upload a bunch of the episodes. Well, my theory was that they just wanted to be able to monetize it. No, there's no... It, the, it's it's pretty simple. I mean, uh-huh. they, they have meetings and stuff. It's like any... Okay, Spotify is a total noob in terms of, like, getting into the... They used to just publish songs and music and just yeah. enjoy the kind of... The non-cancel culture world of music where you can basically say anything in a rap song and it... I was going to say, yeah. And it like, doesn't get canceled. Throw some D's on her. That's okay. Wop. <laughs> Let's, but us pussy's not gross. That's not, that's a that whole good video, thing. I see you're, you're that's proud. not, no, that's awesome. That's mm. girls getting paid. I'd rather, I'd rather somebody write a song about like a, a woman winning a Nobel Prize. But, <laughs> but what, what is, I, I don't understand why men are allowed to sexualize us and get paid. And when we sexualize ourselves, it's like gross. It's not gross. She's a stripper. Good for her. I am so pro Cardi B. It's ridiculous. Because it's also like, for me, when people get mad about women that use their bodies or sex to make money, don't criticize the fact that they're doing it. 
look at why is that their only option? Here's my problem with Cardi B and WAP. I haven't really paid attention, but I sh- sure as hell, maybe I'm wrong in this, but I think that a lot of young girls look see that video and they look up to it. Yeah, and a lot of young girls go, I get, I don't get paid as much as men. I have to work twice as hard to get half as far. So I'll be a stripper. Why not just, why not? Like, I mean, because. if I'm 20 years old, if yeah. that was an option for me when I was 20 years old, I would fucking be at Dan Bilzerian parties. I would have done that if it was the only way that I could make fast money. Let's like look at the fact that why is this women's only option? Why does no, no, it... because money isn't everything. I mean, so okay, so this is all. This is if the question go, about what society. I grew up poor. Know. I I I like money, but that's. I feel like you like other stuff more. Well, I equate money to freedom. The freedom to get, I think women look at money as the ability to leave a bad relationship. That's the ability to be on your own and not have to be with someone that is, like to me, money was about like, I can surround myself with safe, healthy people because I can rely on myself. I yeah, think- that's well put, just freedom, money is freedom. I grew up, my mom dated for money. She had to, that was in, uh, you know, that generation of women, that was sort of, was your business, finding someone who could support you and then putting up with, their behavior because what choice you didn't have the option to leave so i think for a lot of women money means the option to leave and to be physically and mentally safe and so that's why when people go after like gold diggers and stuff i just i don't know i tend to play angel's advocate on that one wow very nice i still i would advocate i wish cardi b would advocate being a stripper as you work on your phd or getting physics or something <laughs> but, but, I, not I mean, her, but why like, i just think okay so the societies can idolize certain groups of people you can yeah. idolize athletes you can idolize act, actors and actresses you can idolize scientists or people who make a lot of money and i just think that a society that's healthier looks up to people that are like that seek knowledge that seek creation not just knowledge but the creation of beautiful or the creation of beauty now you can argue you watch the wap video it's pretty beautiful <laughs> there's a lot of beauty in that video <laughs> that's yeah yeah but yeah, and, and the, the physics of it i don't think anyone can explain yeah, that, that <laughs> there's a lot of physics. Yeah. that's true there's it defies lot, gravity in a lot of ways might require a phd to study the, the i think she yeah, knows a lot more about physics than you guys yeah. do <laughs> i take it all back no but like there's there's different definitions of beauty and i you know the I think the sexualization, listen, I'm a fan of it in some sense. I think it is, it's, you know, sex is awesome. <laughs> it's going to get clipped out. <laughs> just on a loop. <laughs> on a loop. But the, you know, I, I just think there's ex- extremes. I don't know. I, I don't want to overstate stuff, but I, I wish there was more scientists that young girls... Agree. And boys would look up to. Why are there so few women in AI and robotics? I mean, that's a whole. Why do only robots make robots? (laughs) Is my voice not exciting to you? (laughs) No, I love your voice. It's incredibly hypnotic and soothing. All right. Big fan. A lot of people write to me that they fall asleep to my voice. (laughs) It's like soporific. (laughs) You're like, I don't even need ambient anymore. I just (laughs) listen to you. Well, it's very monotone. Is that the word? Yeah, monotone. Monotone. I don't know why. No one falls asleep to my voice. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I wake up to it with a bop, bop, bop. Like I told you. 
<laughs> that bop bop bop's gotten out of hand. We need to. Uh, it's now in your merch. It is. You have a couple like that, right? Mm-hmm. Shirts. Yeah. Uh, I already forgot what we were saying. The, the voices and waking up and WAP. Do you remember what we were <laughs> No. Talking? Well, I think I was asking you about... Um, Definitions of love? No, no, but you haven't answered that. You've been avoiding it. Been evasive. Yeah. No, okay, let's go there. Okay, what's the definition of love? I think we already started to talk about it in terms of relationships. Like enjoying the being that is another human like just enjoying them fully understanding them just like appreciating the the beautiful aspects of another human being that's to me is an essential part of like like forming a connection with them that's love being excited them being them so that sounds like radical acceptance to me but is there t- is a, what <laughs> radical acceptance that's sort of like you know i think to me love used to mean i love you now let's get to work and like let's sex? let's no <laughs> <laughs> sex, does sex uh, feel like work to you <laughs> oh guess, okay, guess, uh, I, I, so lex is a top fyi to all the girls that are yeah. <laughs> currently composing Back their dms the the, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. no but like I've listened to you talk about love a lot on various podcasts and I'm not saying our definition is different, but I think it's taken me a long time to maybe think about it in a way that's less um, dramatic and romantic and like work, like not work, but just like not putting the other person on a pedestal and not having like such high expectations over like what they need to provide. Like I feel like love and and I think we conflate love and passion and, and infatuation and obsession. And I think it took me a long time to realize that obsession and infatuation, that is not, you know, love. I think love should be sustainable and like kind of boring. Like it should energize you, not deplete you. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be exhausting. Like we've all been in those relationships where you're like up till four in the morning and talking and de- and it's like that to me is, um, you know, I love the Flaubert quote. I think I'm, I just sort of said that really fast in case I'm mispronouncing <laughs> it. Uh, you know, French. be yeah. Is that was that right? Flaubert. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, be what is it like be calm in your private life so you can be violent in your personal life. I think there's something to be said for something that's kind of boring yeah. for lack of a better word. Cause that just means you're secure and you're not being adrenalized and you're not fighting and you're not chasing and you're not questioning and, and oscillating and, you know, perseverating. I'm just saying every synonym uh, to sound smart really in front of Lex. <laughs> no, for sure. But you're, you're referring to the practical, like, how do we make this thing work? Like, uh, sustainable, sustainable. Yeah, it's good. But there's also just, sorry, can I say it? Yep. Sorry. I don't have a Jamie to pull up quotes, uh, for me, be regular and orderly in your life. Uh, so that you can be violent and original in your work violent and original like people like i don't know in in your field but people like will ferrell and steve carell they've been married for 30 years and are in these very stable kind of relationships so you don't go home to chaos you don't go home to yeah overstimulation so that you can yeah I mean, there's all kinds of flavors of love but i feel like you want like a passionate like 
Well, it's but see, like it would definitely passion, but it doesn't have to be work. Yeah. Like you're like conversations into four. No, I just enjoy, like you know, I'm a fan of yours, and that's the beginning of love, right? Being like, a fan of someone. Like I kind of love Joe Rogan mm -hmm. because I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a love him as a human being. Yeah. You know, I'm a fan of everybody. Most people in my life, I would say, I'm a fan of, and like I enjoy. I could literally just, you know, I I enjoy the little quirks. Like you pick the good parts and you enjoy them. Yeah. And that that to me, like the you know, yes, of course, day to day, it shouldn't be like stressful to to be with. Like you shouldn't have to put on a face. You shouldn't, you know, you could be real with them, all that kind of stuff. But there should be a source of like, like the the little quirks is the thing that like makes your life worth. Well, if you're living. in love with someone, flaws or quirks. Yeah. They're charming and yeah. they're endearing. Yeah. And it's right. the, that's the stuff that makes it, like, awesome. Yeah. You know, that's what makes you miss them and look forward to seeing them, all that, that kind of stuff. But I also think there's something to be said for, I remember my friend Jane, I was talking to her about this guy that, that, you know, she had gone through a divorce and she's like, I found the guy. And I'm like, how did you know? How do you know? Like, how do you know this is the guy? Mm -hmm. We all think this is the girl or this is the guy or we think we're in love. And she goes, when I'm not with him, I don't think about him. And I thought that was so interesting. She, of course, thinks about him, but she's not like worrying about him or obsessing about him. Or It's like I can live my life and be in a relationship with him without it being a distraction or preoccupation. We can kind of coexist mm -hmm. in an interdependent way instead of a codependent way. Like I can be the best version of myself when I'm not around, not with him or and I think that's big. It's taken me a long time to go like, okay, love might not be about do I love the other person and all that. We put it so much on the other person. Who am I when I'm with this person? Do I, I, I think that we're in love with someone when we, this sounds so um, corny, but when we love ourselves to the max in the relationship with the other person. Yeah. I'm behaving optimally. I'm not being... Uh, micromanaging, I'm not mothering, I'm not martyring, I'm not caretaking, I'm not obsessing, I'm not manipulating because you make me feel secure. Yeah, but this word codependency that you've written, uh -oh. talked about a lot. Here we go. Here we, this is one thing I do know of. You might be smarter than me in every other area in life. <laughs> but like, do you think there's a, a beautiful aspect to, I don't know what, to dependency, to, mm -hmm. to, to looking forward, not necessarily thinking about the person, but looking forward to sharing, mm -hmm. like l the little successes you have in life. To like, like depending on the not the approval of them, but like looking forward to sharing the successes. But it depends that. on the motives. So it's, it's like that. The difference between codependence and interdependence is just motive. So like I can pick you up from the airport if I just want to be of service and I want to see you and I get a lot out of it. If I'm picking you up the, from the airport because I feel obligated to, I feel guilty, I feel like I have to, you're not going to like me if I don't, that's when we're in codependence. So you can do ostensibly codependent behaviors if as long as your motives are what we say clean, as long as I'm not keeping score, right? So it's like, um, 
you know, and I think it's just about not trying to chase or trap or emotionally entrench. You know, I think yeah. every day you're with a person, it should be a choice, not an obligation. Yeah. I wake up and I think that to me is the sexiest kind of love is every day I choose you. You don't have my hooks in me. I don't have my hooks in you. We haven't trauma bond. You don't uh, feel pity or sympathy. That's my nightmare is to be in a relationship with someone and they feel guilt or like they have to be with me or pity, which is part of the reason I've started in in dating people, I don't share a lot about traumas or anything bad that's happened to me too soon because mm -hmm. I don't want them to feel sorry for me. I don't want that, that to be why they stay. Yeah. I mean, it feels like there's stuff you have to, I guess I don't have any of those particular demons. Like I'm, I already have always loved myself. Like it, you have, I mean, that's well, why I, I inspiration mean, to a lot of people is you've worked through some stuff. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm I'm happy alone. I'm very, I, I love myself. But you say you get lonely. But what I what I mean by that is it's even more fulfilling to connect with another human being. But like I, I'm okay being by myself. Yeah, me too. I, but like, I mean, can you say lonely and not needing? Like. It's You're like, a lone wolf. I think to me, nothing's more lonely than being with someone that doesn't understand right, you. Exactly. I'm so much more lonely when I'm a group in a group of 30 people that I feel like are not in the same wavelength as me. I don't feel lonely when I'm alone. I feel lonely when I'm with someone that doesn't understand me or doesn't see me or that I don't want to be around. Yeah. And that, that's what we're, we were talking about dogs a little bit. The fact that you don't have a dog is a red flag. Girls, ladies. Interesting. FYI. Why a red flag? Hmm? Oh, single dudes have to have flags? I... Your, um, uh, uh, dogs? I, I think it's odd when someone doesn't have an animal. I think we're animal. We're designed... We should be with animals. I think if you have the resources to have an animal, I think it's odd to not have one. I think it's masochistic. Yeah. I can see that. Because it, then it's like a little bit American Psycho. Like... <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a dog. Yeah. That's interesting. He probably right. he killed it. I don't know. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you have a dog? You like to deprive yourself. No, I mean... Because uh, if you can't have a... If you think you're ready for a girlfriend, and you, but you're not ready for a dog, I feel like... women dogs? I feel like... I mean, <laughs> I'm great. Now I'm getting... Please cancel me, honestly. I try to get canceled every episode of this podcast, and for some reason, it's just not taking. Um, yeah. I just... If a guy doesn't have a dog, I'm like, my brain, right or wrong, I'm just going to be honest, like... You know, maybe it's my self-preservation instincts or my fear, whatever. I'm like, okay, afraid of commitment, yeah. not consistent. Like, why wouldn't you have a dog? Yeah. No, I, I love dogs. I, I used to have a new Don't want to be near one ever. <laughs> no, I used to have a Newfoundland, which is like these giant, I love giant dogs. I love all dogs. Newfoundland are these like huge, like it's a, mine was 220 pounds. Whoa. Harry Ball of, of I, laziness. What was his name? Oh God, they're gorgeous. Black. Black. Yeah. Oh wow. They're, they're like uh, bears. Yeah. Name name Homer. Homer. After Homer Simpson, because <laughs> he was clumsy and all. This that. is a photo of a baby next to a Newfoundland, and my ovaries are exploding. I just is got pregnant. Good, is that a good thing? Oh yeah, in a good way. They're <laughs> good point. <laughs> okay, no, they're 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 getting whoppy. They're getting okay. whopped up right yeah. now. They're getting whipped. Yeah. Um of cu like cuteness. Yeah, I but there's um it is a commitment and 
there's there's something I always valued. Now you, you get older too, which sucks. But like I I still see myself as like a little kid. But we're all just little kids, right? Yeah, we are. Just yeah, that's the funny thing. We're all the same people. I think that's what I'll, always what I do when um, now when someone is yelling or angry. I just picture them as fi- a five-year-old, yeah. like having a tantrum, and it makes me stop getting defensive because we're all just five and in suits and fancy clothes. It all makes sense, yeah. But Everything I, makes sense. I just feel like I want to, um, I really do want to bring more love to the world, and it feels like I have the skill set to build the kind of technology that can do it, and I don't want, like I'm actually looking for a home now. Like like a place to really, I feel like I haven't been in a home yet. You know, like like a base of, mm-hmm. from which you can like yeah. get some shit done. Yeah, and then you can have a dog. I I feel like I was trying to maybe it's me running from commitment or I don't know I don't know what it is, but I felt like I always want to be able to in a single day just leave everything behind. Like I love <laughs> That's I t- literally literally right? all the girls that were DMing you just deleted their yeah. DM. <laughs> I just want to be able to get up and leave at any moment yeah. and have no attachments at all. <laughs> That's called a red flag, ladies. Disappear- <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not being eloquent about it because I think humans come along on the journey. I just, that idea of stability was never that important to me. I, I thought like life could be joyful with the people that are close to you. Mm-hmm. You should never be burdened by like, you know, having a house or having possessions, like the people, people matter. Like to me, people is, is the most important thing by far. Material possessions it's interesting. Are, are nice, but they get in the way. And dogs. Ooh, interesting. See, I, and maybe this is just my shit and I need to work on it. Like to me, people are so unpredictable and mercurial that you can't rely on people all you can rely on are the inanimate objects, like your home and your car and your having money in the bank. And that's real stability because humans are f- too flawed. Says the princess in the castle with a Tesla. With the moat. With don't the get moat. me started on the Tesla. Don't, don't bring this up. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't bring, don't bring, you know I have thoughts on the Tesla. You know yeah. I have issues. <laughs> I just, can I, we could cut this out. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I just I'm, feel okay. like... Yeah. <laughs> It's taken me almost two hours to get into a rant. I just feel like there need to be more women in these. I don't. This has become such a man woman podcast. This yeah. is so vintage Whitney. But I just feel like there need to be either more women or more sensitive men with kids in these rooms building Teslas and robots and stuff. Because I just feel like no one, like a lot of. There's not a woman's touch to the design of a Tesla. To, to yes. Thank you. But see, every time you tell that to me, you you weren't the second quite, time. This uh, it's done this twice. I, You're already I, sick I, of me. I lose count. Are we fighting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad at me? What was the question? <laughs> what are you thinking? Why aren't you texting? Um, uh, I just here's my deal with the, like yeah. for all of these cars. Can you everyone? Can you please? I mean, you're the person I should be talking to. Yeah. So, I just feel like these little um, what's it called a lav a fob. Yeah. A fob, the little mini car. It's a mini. Yeah. 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 Okay. Key, key fob. Or a key fob, right? Okay. It's literally a toy car. Yep. It's a little, and there's no keychain on it. Yep. It's made for people that 
we have purses and you put it in and you lose it. Okay. And now I'm reaching around in my purse trying to find my little key fob, my little toy car. And then I'm stabbing myself with pencils and getting tetanus from all the shit in my purse. And on the way to the car, you're being attacked by all kinds of well, people. Well, there's that. I'm very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look amazing in these pants. How do you, you even move about the you'd world? You'd be an idiot not to want to attack me. Yeah. <laughs> I turn sane men into rapists. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but like... <laughs> The little fob, like where, where do you keep, where would you? It's not purse friendly. It's not purse friendly. And it's like, I guess you put it in your pocket, but women, we work so hard to not have lumps. Like yeah. we wear thongs so that you don't see a panty line. And now you want me to put a little toy car in my pocket. You so want not... a thong friendly key Yes, fob. now I look like I have like a weird tumor or yeah. something. Now it ruins the whole look. And then I walk to my car and the door won't open because it's in my freaking purse and the connection is not working can you please help me out on the words yeah, no for sure i'll i'll, I'll write to elon and then elon call me i mean i love elon trust me when you and grimes, grimes fall apart you can you can message grimes or fall apart well there you go <laughs> well, i don't you know want... <laughs> i don't know maybe I'm that creating drama. when you fall apart you fall together I, whatever it is um oh, that's poetry and he and then I went, I went to visit Tim Dillon in Palm Springs and the, it died, right? And I'm like, fine, I'm going to go charge my Tesla at two in the morning in like a parking struck lot and just me alone in the dark. Yeah. Women don't, and don't have great associations with parking lots at night. You know, you've brought this up to me many times. Once, <laughs> once. <laughs> Who knew in this relationship times. I'm the math person? <laughs> uh, hundreds of times. And I, I actually, I didn't, I didn't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> is this like but, is this like Charlie Brown when I talk? It's just like wah 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 wah. wah, wah. wah. <laughs> but I'm glad you know I, I'm glad you're saying it on a podcast because then maybe people can explain it to me. Uh, it so I'm just not making sense. I just my no, thing is that the Tesla can fart, but it can't open yeah, if a woman has the key in the purse. There's some experience. Listen, I'm a huge fan of creating experience that's like easy, mm -hmm. natural for all the things you want to do. There's nothing in my experience that involves a thong and I uh, can't even. What? Uh, or, 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 if you uh, go on a date with a girl that I think you just need to, this is this is where I think You lost me at going this is, <laughs> this is where dating people that you might not marry come in handy for someone that's the future of AI, yep. for someone that's the future of robots. Like, like I say, for me, I, I do things that I don't want to do sometimes because I know that as an artist, for art to imitate life, I have to have a life, right? And for you to solve the problems of the average person, you have to know what the life of the average person is. Yes. So f so you might have to hang out with some people so that you know... To the to-do list. So that you know... You need to integrate Do you know what I mean? Schedule. Yeah, no. Just so you know what problems you're solving. Oh, 100%. I just didn't... I can't exactly visualize the problem you have with the key fob and the fumbling in the purse. Like the dynamics of the stuff inside the... Are you one of those people with a million things in the purse? Kind of, yeah. Well, I'm a woman. I have to have tampons and mace but it kinda, and water and birth control and, you know, <laughs> I have to have a pharmacy in my purse yeah. at all times. So there's something about that that's Concealer... Not, I mean, yeah. So yeah. Well, I'll I look forward to uh, maybe Grimes can she she follows me. I've been on. We'll post Twitter. this clip. We'll post this clip. I'd but like, she she, she seems think, like Grimes? she has some notes for him. She seems like she's not afraid to challenge yeah, they, him on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like on Twitter. Yeah. Damn. I mean, <laughs> I I love her, but no. it's just it's I do think that you know I just I worry that 
not having enough women, at least just hanging out in the office in with you guys. hundred percent. Like I've seen It's going to limit the technology. Yeah. Even the idea that pockets, like women don't have, don't always have pockets is a novel concept to engineers. Like I didn't even think about that. I mean, we're designed with a pocket, but we don't <laughs> want to put our key fob in it. I'm just fascinated. And this is just my point of view when I look at new technology and I'm just like, were no women there? <laughs> I'd be curious. I'd In be the making of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious to actually hear what people say. Because I be actually think things are, it's it's like the same way that I feel like the add to cart, like that feature was made by porn. Sex drove the internet, right? What do you think? That porn uh, is what um, there who developed add to cart like, like e-commerce. Cart? Oh, e-commerce. Yeah, e-commerce like porn. That was like porn. Sex, sex drove it. Yeah, oh, Al Gore did not that? invent the internet. Porn did. Believe it or not, porn kind of did. Wait, can you? Uh, do you? Are you just saying things? <laughs> no, I the just. The shopping cart literally was. Crazy. Literally, <laughs> add to cart was like a porn who company. Adds porn to cart. I mean, oh. you used to buy porn. There used porn used to cost Go money. On. <laughs> Oh, the only who thing hotter than porn? watching porn is paying for porn. There's something Show kinky me one about person it. Who pays for porn? There's a comedian named Dan Mintz uh, who has one of my favorite jokes on the planet, and he's um, he's very deadpan, like very Stephen Wright, Mitch Hedberg type. And he used to have this joke. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his delivery, but he goes, um, "You know, with the internet, it's completely changed how you know we watch porn." Like. Before the internet, I used to have to like wait for the Sears catalog and like turn to the lingerie section. But now with the internet, I can just go to Sears.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a great joke. Um, but yeah, I just think, I think like as someone who uh, is about to, I think you're about to make the thing that's going to change the world in the most dramatic way, maybe in the history of humanity. And I'm not being dramatic. I hope so. Like, let's you should, you let should, some of actually, us it, like have yeah, a girl, yeah. get a girl to kind of like be like, well, what about this thing? And you'll go, oh my. And I think that, you know, yeah, I, but that'll like, help. One of the things about, especially if it's emotional, everything's driven, it's emotional. Well, you know, and that's where we shine. Generalizations, because <laughs> totally. I, I'm, I am so sexist on this podcast. <laughs> this is great. This is the most sexist podcast I've ever done. <laughs> well, say, uh, you know, I'm into emotions as well. You know, and, and I worry about like just being out of touch on on this dimension and many other dimensions, like with with money, with power, just not having a good sense of like design, not having a good sense of like what the experience that most people have, and getting a true diversity, like real diversity of backgrounds, of worldviews, all that kind of stuff into the design process is is definitely essential. I just think that whatever you're saying about the key fob thing. Is is like ridiculous, <laughs> but we also need the the crazy ridiculous demographic. But you also need to go on a date with a girl and see her fumbling with her purse. You don't believe me? Yeah, <laughs> you're I, not dating is holding you back. <laughs> That's why you think it's yeah. ridiculous. I could also just buy a purse myself. Flip, <laughs> I'm gonna show you my now. purse after this, um, and then you're gonna fanny pack. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's kind of like a purse. That's my brand. Ridiculous. Rogan makes the best fanny packs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He sells them now. Oh, they're the oh. best. They are. At first, I was like, oh, how much better can it be? It's a fanny pack. And you put it on and it just like hugs your body. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like a purse. But he probably just has like one knife in there. 
<laughs> just one elk eyeball. <laughs> just like some loins. No like, ugh. He's, he's big on Tessa. He, he gets... So I don't think I'm allowed to talk about this, but so we're working on merch that's like a face oil. Like I lube my face up constantly with oil, which is why I'm so shiny all the time. And it's my thing. I love it. And Benton has convinced me to make an oil of all the oils that I use because I use like six different oils and we're going to put it into one oil, right? That's awesome. And we're going to, because everyone always asks me what I put on my face and blah, blah, blah. And I've, I'm always so insecure about my skin my whole life, which is why I've developed this regimen. Hold on. My dog's eating a toy and it's going to be distracting. Oh, so I finally surrendered and we're going to release the formula that I use. And I love really clean packaging. Like I just like clean. Like minimalist you mean? Minimalist. So minimalist. Like yeah. there's this brand called Lalabo that does these candles and it almost just looks like the tester. It's like, it's like printed out like typewriter and it's just black and white and clear, almost like a 1800s apothecary type. Like that's what I like. I want very simple and minimalist because I'm already embarrassed to be doing merch because who do I think I am? And the imposter syndrome has set in. Uh, that said, your merch doesn't, it's almost like a clothing line because it doesn't have like your face or it doesn't have any Whitney. It's very, um, it's, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, Whitney is not in it. It's, uh, it's, it's cool. It's like a clothing line. Benton does all. I, I, I have too much shame to do any of it. Yeah. Like I, why, who do I think I am? What am I a merch Lord now? What am I into fashion? Like I just, there's some comedian, like, how dare you? Like I have so much of that shit come up. But then yes, Benton, I was like, well, why can't we just send the bottle? He's like, no, it has to be presented. So there, it's yeah. going to be in a box that has a little magnetic flap and then you open it. And he's like, you have to give people that moment. Yeah. It has wow. to be Christmas morning. Oh, the guest. He, he talks all about the emotional impact of something. It's all emotional. Yeah. That's awesome. That's beautiful. But and then, then you have to decide. And then, because I, I have to, I've been, I've been doing a bunch of design on the engineering side. It's been, uh, it's been tricky, because I'm trying to find the right people to brainstorm with. Because I don't. Benton. No, well. You can have listen, Benton. Him, For him like an I hour. Disagree. I, I'll okay. if if I'm without him, he'll, he'll, I'll starve to death. And you can't have <laughs> you him for can too have long. A Benton. Yeah, you can't have for too long. I don't think I can handle Benton. Yeah, no, you can. I think you can. I think he's Benton. Very intense. If you you have to just. Be ready for the truth. With Benton, like he's just, it's, it's how I feel about Benton is directly correlated to how I feel about myself and any of it because he's just a mirror. Yeah. He will just say the truth and sometimes I'm not prepared for it. No, I feel like I, I, I could. You're like, uh, you're the Daenerys with the dragons. And Benton is the dragon. I'm good with the... Uh, it's good. The key to you, I think, in your ascent is like surrounding yourself with people that don't just agree with you. Oh, 100%. I think that's the death of all great artists, inventors. I've seen so many people's yeah. demise because they cut out the people that stood up to them. Yeah. Like I said, like relationship-wise, when friends, I always look, especially now... Like MIT, people start saying, oh, that guy's smart or whatever. Or now with a little bit of celebrity, people are like, they start to idolize you a little bit. Mm -hmm. So my big test is like, if you message me, uh, it's like, how good is the person at making fun of me, essentially? Or like not taking me seriously. Like, I, I want people not to take me seriously or be able to bring me down a notch. Because I have a giant ego. Which is, I think, why you like comedians so much. Because I was thinking about how much you love comedians. And I think it's because com comedians, I'm sure non-comedians can do this. But why would you have access to them, you know? It's like 
we have the ability to rib each other without disrespecting each other. Like it's actually coming from a place of respect. That's that's why I miss the roast so much, even though I'm sure they're canceled forever because they were just so sexist and racist. Like it's crazy the shit we used to say on those. But it started in the Friars Club as a form of celebrating each other, a form of, you know, it it, it came from love, you know. Now ribbing each other is like, abuse now or something it's it's yeah to be fair those roasts you guys go deep i i those are hard to watch sometimes Mm -hmm. but that's the idea it's kind of performance art it's supposed to be like (gasps) it's like watching a mma fighters it's supposed to make you recoil Uh, and (laughs) wince and and show you where your line is and show you i mean that's that's i mean that's with michael malice that's where i have a bit of a disagreement where it's you can also cross the line, right? With mm-hmm. like trolling, that's mm-hmm. their idea. Is like we, you know, the the beautiful version of trolling is where you make you you know make fun of each other or make fun of the powerful, ultimately with a kind of respect or at least a human, like acknowledging the, the common humanity and just having love underneath it. But it's too easy for that to become a drug to where you just enjoy taking people down. If you're sadistic. It, it depends on the motives. If I'm like, I can make fun of you and make you laugh and it's endearing and I'm just trying to connect with you and make you like me. It's like tickling someone, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the, the emotional version or the non-physical version of that. But if you're doing it to try to hurt the person and you're driving pleasure, you're that's sadistic. That's yeah. different. And it also has to be a fair fight. That's the key to the roast always. The roast was always like, we're going to rib each other, but the person we're making fun of is going to go up and destroy everyone so Joan Rivers like the first one I ever did I knew I could go hard with her because I knew she was gonna fucking kill me at the end because it was a fair fight like I literally said my first joke about Joan was Joan I loved you in the wrestler (laughs) it's a rough joke it's like I don't think there's a rougher thing you can say to another (laughs) human being and then she just came up and I felt no guilt it didn't feel bad no one was mad no one was like ooh, because they knew she was going to destroy me so you have to pick on someone your own size and I think Michael Malice I don't know him that well I did just get his book after listening to your podcast like I'm not sure he's always picking on someone his own size right yeah he he can take it too far but that's the criticism but it he's also in the political space where the people are getting way too powerful so Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like you want to be a little bit rough to take people down so Mm -hmm. There's yeah. an argument to be made there, but that's a different. Yeah, we're talking for personal relationships. You you want to be a little bit on the night. You want someone that's gonna make fun of you a little bit. Yeah, and in business too, like it's hard though because you're so. It's very hard to you're not take you seriously. You're well, a very I, impressive I, person. It's not just the impressive. See, you don't know the full like. I'm different. <laughs> a lot of people are intimidated, borderline scared of me. Yeah. That, I believe that. You also walk like a panther? Uh, like elegant and uh, and, and uh, sexy-like. Yes. You also move in a way that's very... You move like a ninja mm-hmm. walking on a ceiling. Like Spider-Man. You move like Spider... Like you're no, very... Don't go to Spider-Man with a tight costume. I don't know. So okay, weird. sorry. This okay, I, I don't... Very... You know what I mean. I'm just trying to... Like you yeah, move yeah. in a very predatory, oh. quiet way and you don't emanate a lot of insecurities, whether that's... Of, you just... Well, that's part of the reason I, I tried to say I'm scared and nervous. I tried to soften myself. I... I and I've noticed so you're not none of those things. I'm not, it's all an act. <laughs> Fuck, I fell for it too. I totally <laughs> fell for it. 
But I do, I've noticed, especially in, in my private life, I don't get angry, but in business, I do get angry. And I, I notice mm. people get very, which is good. They should be scared at times, but I also need, like most people should be scared, but I need to have a, a circle of people who are close to me that like put me in check. There's also a, that's really healthy and smart. Um, there's also a, you make me realize how terrifying silence is. Like you use silence to your advantage, whether it's intentional or not. <laughs> I'm just saying, do you see what how, how anxious I get? Like if someone's just being silent, it's such a power move. Like I just think this is an important tool that people can use in any of their relationships. Like not engaging, not responding, not emailing back is sometimes the most effective way to communicate and just let them whip themselves into a frenzy with projecting onto that silence and filling in the blanks with their insecurities. And as one lady once yelled at me at the comedy store at two in the morning, when I was on stage in a relationship with someone that like a guy that had like, it wasn't going well. And I didn't know if I should text him back. And I, I was literally asking the crowd for advice at two in the morning. It was like just the crazy days of the comedy store. And I was like, you guys, should I text this? I just texted him and he didn't. And this woman just yelled, silence is the only language men understand. <laughs> wow. It's deep. Very. I am a little bit tempted to just be quiet and see what you do. Don't. Cause well, I do have to pee. So what I would do is I'd probably just get up and pee. You want to, you want to, but I feel like, well, I feel like I have to let you get back to like running the world at some point. So, this is packaging that I would never do myself. This is for something called eyeliner. Mm -hmm. This is packaging that I love. Very simple, very clean. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. What would you I pick? Would, I'd pick, I'd pick that one. The simple like clean the one. Font, yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know with oils and makeup and that kind of stuff. I don't know what the right, it's a different discussion. That's why I didn't want to. It's a different discussion of technology versus makeup. Sorry, I now have my eye makeup that is blue is running and I look like I have two black eyes. It looks like you hit me after I challenged you. Because <laughs> I was crying, you made me cry about my dad. Yeah. We How are you doing? There. I'm doing great. How did this go? This is fun. Did you have a good time? This is, yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> I did, I totally did. <laughs> I don't believe this you. This is so easy. I mean, yeah, this is, this is easy. It's been a rough like few weeks. So. Why? Just you haven't been sleeping. Yeah, it's just crazy amounts of work. So this was like, sorry if I'm, this was fun. What do you say? What do you mean? You're fast. This is, I, I, I think this went great. Am I, I wrong? I think it went great. I think it's going great. I could talk to you all day. Yeah. But you don't have time for that. Nope. I really love the, like, I love the wood. You can have house. this table. We're switching it out. Can I, t okay. I'm not even kidding. We're switching it out because I don't like how cumbersome. It's just too big. You know, you know what I find appealing about this table? What? Is like having it mm -hmm. is like I get to move it. I, like one of my favorite things is to move heavy objects. I don't know why. I enjoy I it. have some <laughs> work for you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you carry me to the bed <laughs> to take a nap? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were, Huda Betton said you're a nap person. Oh, Love it. Me too. I have to, oh, that's interesting. Well, for me, it's about my schedule and working at night. What I realized is doing stand-up at night, the best thing I can do is break my days into two days because I can't wake up at 8 a.m. and then leave the house at 8 p.m. to go do stand-up. So I'll break my day into two days and I'll take a nap at like 4.35 and then wake up at 7. And I'm like, 
ready to go to work, and then I'll go do stand-up. So it's kind of a little bit scheduled. It's a little bit scheduled, and uh, I've tried to just keep doing it so that I stay in whatever my circadian rhythm is, so that I, when I go back on the road, which I just did, I wasn't completely out of whack. Yeah. By the way, I got an email saying that your tickets to go see Whitney Cummings from you know May 2020, whatever, got rescheduled to... I they still I thought they would cancel it or something. Which but, for what city? Uh, Boston. It got. I'm it, going to Cape Cod on Wednesday, Thursday. No, but it said it got rescheduled to 2020. The Wilbur, yeah, all of the big, uh, the whole tour got pushed to fall 2021. Yeah, so I went. Of course, I. I Were you I, gonna I, come? Yeah, yeah. Really? I've never seen you do comedy, actually. I mean, like live. Huh. I was gonna do that at the comedy store, but. Uh, I made up some sort of excuse. Yeah, weren't you going to come and you didn't come? I came and saw Rogue. I saw everybody, all the greats of comedy except Whitney Cummings. What, was I not there? Or you just left when you heard No, me? you you said, <laughs> no, you actually, you, yeah, you weren't there. And I feel like I remember this. You texted me like, I was, uh, what did I say? I was trying to like trick you into like helping me get into the comedy store, I think. But then Rogan said, I'll, I'll just let you in. <laughs> what do you mean you were trying to trick me? <laughs> I don't remember me. why I was texting you. Even, oh, no, I thought, like, are you going to be the... Because it, oh, it was a bunch of surprise guests, so it didn't say, like, who. You wanted to know who? I, I, was, I wanted to see if you are one of them. Mm -hmm. And then you said no, but something... Because was it after I did your podcast? Yeah. No. I was very no, intimidated was, to do your podcast. That was... That was awesome. I got really scared. I remember there was like one moment where I got like really, really jumbled and turned around and I blacked out. And I remember going, ugh. <laughs> and then you woke you up. asked me about like animals or something and I like really panicked. Because I was like, don't be too emotional. Because it's such an, it was such an emotional answer. And I was like, you're talking to a quote unquote scientist. Don't be emotional. He's not going to respect you. And I got really in my head. <laughs> no, I, I love, I respect emotion. In fact, I respect emotion. <laughs> that's your apps. that's your dating app bio. <laughs> I respect emotion. <laughs> That'll pull a lot of ladies. <laughs> I, I hear you. I understand you. I respect your emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe right. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be a long time if I go if I go with the dating app. I don't know. I don't know about this world, but I do. I You'll say that. very wistful things, just really casually under your breath. You're like, anyway. So I love life. Uh, <laughs> you'll say really profound things really casually. Yeah, it's a good reminder. Yeah, that's your. You should do merch. I love life. Life is great. Now, like one worry I have is when I talk about like love a lot. Mm -hmm. I I worry that I don't want it to be like a brand or something. You know, like it's it's both it's basically me being high from pulling all nighters <laughs> and just. <laughs> You know, it's amazing to me that someone is such a high performance, like fasting and chicken and ground beef and what are they called? Fucking athletic greens that like and you don't sleep. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. OK, I'm not. So I listen to my body. Good first. boundary. No, I'm, I'm not going to get into the there. It's so popular now to emphasize sleep, mm -hmm. the science on sleep in the book uh, that David. Uh, hot take. Is you not don't as need great eight as, hours. Well, that, by the way, is not the the the, the, the book that people uh, talk about with sleep, with Rogan, those conversations. That book has a lot of questionable science in it. I'm I'm blanking on the guy's name. No. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But 
so there's actually people should check out you'll probably whoever is listening to this if we're still even recording <laughs> we are recording right did we record any of that did we just go on a date yeah this is if it's not being recorded we're I, on a date I, I keep i keep forgetting there's cameras once again yeah i the people should check out the blogs written about it that show that much of the evidence in that book is on very shady ground that said, I think it's not controversial to say that sleep is probably important, but it's not it's such... It's the kind of sleep you're getting, right? Yeah, the kind of sleep and also, like, really important. The same thing with diet and sleep is, like, understand yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you need? What do you need? And also, like, how it fits. I, I'm a huge believer that, like, it's not about the sleep. It's about, like, reducing the stress in your life. Mm -hmm. So whatever the hell, like, the reason I don't sleep isn't because, like, I'm on, on, like, a drug binge or, like some crazy stuff it's because i do what i love you know you don't want to go to sleep yeah i don't want to go to sleep and so you know yeah and then people that criticize me like lex you look tired you should get more sleep and they're like they go into whoever this... says that block them that's not no they, they I care. hate that shit but it's like a motherly thing too like people want you know i'm worried about you lex like there's a lot of people like worried about me i get it i understand that instinct but like i i'm doing what i love don't don't you know it's uh if if you don't get enough sleep it is what it is like i'd not be less worried about you really interesting well think, you know i think you're the smartest one of the smartest people alive i think whatever decisions you, figure you it out. yeah well, i think <laughs> i'm not gonna give you notes on how to live well so sometimes people are intelligent in like in weird ways but i definitely also stop slowing down the tech progress telling you to sleep <laughs> means we're gonna get robots That's, later okay if i were to actually the, the thing I love hearing is is like go harder. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm saying you sleep way too much, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. I mean, I I don't know. Everyone is different. I'm more of the uh, David Goggins variety. Like I love hearing like stop being a little weak bitch and work harder. Like, <laughs> I love that. You know that that means they really care about the. They people understand that I'm doing. I think your dad did a great job. job. <laughs> See me up and whatever. <laughs> I think your dad nailed it. Yeah. Um, all right. So the Lex, you've changed the name of your podcast yeah, to Lex just your Friedman, name. Yeah. Uh, it gives, gives me the freedom to, uh, like it started with you basically. I mean, I don't have to talk to people that are exclusively AI people. No. That's what I kind of realized. No. And then after you, you were the gateway drug to like, <laughs> to talk people that knew nothing about AI well, and just pretended talking, they did. Like the, the Stephen Kotkin talk about Stalin and Hitler yeah, and yeah. all these conversations just like go deep on stuff that only tangentially relates to AI. Yeah. Well, I just think it's important because like the people that are making robots, the robots are going to be a reflection of the people that make them. Yeah. And I hope that people like you are exposing themselves to more things than just AI so that the AI doesn't, isn't just the robots aren't robotic, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. So that eventually if we think big enough, we'll fix the Tesla key fob. That's going to get me in so much trouble. Is this going to get me in trouble for saying that? I don't know. Do we I, need to cut it out? No, it's not going to get you in trouble. It's a totally interesting <laughs> criticism. I think you're, you're spot on. And it's I, amusing. It's not a criticism. No, no, no. It's musing. It's musing. It's an amusing musing. I'm because... known for my hot takes. It's not even that hot. It's like a warm take. <laughs> it's a lukewarm take. Like, it's well, as you said, key. it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like uh, it's difficult to find the key fob in the purse, and 
Therefore, we need more. Oh, by the way, it's not just the Tesla that does that. Yeah. Lots of cars have that key fob that's just supposed to float around. I'm supposed I to hold it wherever you, I go. There's like thousands of people that will write to me that Whitney was spot on with this. So I'm, I, I, it, that's awesome. And then maybe you will get grind. They'll be like, they're stalking me. I'm going to be like, no, they're just giving you feedback. No. The girl DMing you that you don't want to fuck isn't a stalker. It's just a person DMing you. <laughs> <laughs> they're awfully aggressive for not being a stalker. Yes, though. women are aggressive now. <laughs> no, they're actually okay. It's so funny to watch women that I mean, especially attractive women that clearly don't. They're not very good at asking people out, which is hilarious. Well, you're also a weirdo. Yeah, well, it's impossible. You get all you here's all you high performing scientists and robot people. It's like you're so literal. So. Women can't be figurative with you. We have to be literal, and then we're too aggressive. But if we're not aggressive, you guys are like, like you don't see it. Okay. So I'm like, hey, what's up? And you're like, nothing. And I'm like, all right, well, that didn't go anywhere. Okay, how good of a pickup line is what's up? Well, you know what I'm saying. I'm flirting. Okay. You guys aren't great at subtext. But then if I am. What's up, subtext? Hey, what's (laughs) up? Big fan. Big fan. Love your work. Love to get to know you. What how can someone Uh, ask you out without being a stalker? No, I don't know. I'm I'm joking. It's uh, that you are. I'm not. (laughs) You're joking. I'm not. Yeah. Just being genuine and real. I mean, that's the same thing. Probably the other side. Like you don't have to do pickup lines, but show that you're interesting, that there's like depth to you as a person. But in DMs? Well, how am I I ever to show you that if we don't get on the Zoom or or on the Zoom? Yeah. Because you won't respond because you're being too literal and you think if I ask you out, I'm a stalker. Well, the, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You're you're a celebrity and you, I'm sure you get a million messages. Like one of the problems I have is the number of messages, which is why I, I should be careful saying this, but like I really enjoy it when people like stop me like in an airport because I'm not yet famous enough to where like that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have like a real conversation with them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but no women so far did that. Or one woman did, but she was like, my boyfriend is a huge fan of yours. Oh, yeah, that's my thing. Guys will come up to me and like, my girlfriend loves you. I've never heard of you. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. You're so cool. They have to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Guys will be like, hey, I, look, I don't know who you are, but my girlfriend loves you. So can I just take a picture with you? <laughs> like, I don't like you. It's like, dude, what? just... <sighs> So you like go into their phone and subscribe to your podcast. I mean, yeah, Listen that's a this. really good idea. Listen to this. It's just like good for you. Why? I, I think that sometimes the opposite sex doesn't want to admit. I don't know. They just like yeah, probably they is. need to like like neg me or something and like hurt my feelings when they come up to me. I don't get it, but my girlfriend's obsessed with you. Like I don't know why. Do people stop you a lot? They stop me a lot. It's really interesting. Like. I think people. <laughs> I always say like, if you really know me, you know that you shouldn't because <laughs> you know that I get stressed out because I never feel like I can you have to perform. Well, no, I just don't think I can deliver, you know, like I just, it's like, I, or they manage expectations. They'll be like, Hey, can I get a photo from here? And I'm like, yes, cool. Cause after the initial engagement, I don't know what else to give you. Like I've given everything I have, whether it's on podcasts or social media or whatever. Like by the time I see you, I just feel like I'm going to be a disappointment to you. Like there's no way I can ever give you what you need in this exchange. And I think people that really know me know that. So the people that really know me will come up and be like, hey, I know you can't give me what I need, but let's just do it. I'm like, yes, cool. This um, is thing. I, I, the silence thing, like my strategy is I just, I listen. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll be, I'll do, I'll use the silence mm-hmm. to get them to tell me about themselves. And like, 
I see the joy in their eyes. That's energizing. And like really what they want is like, okay, so there's a, they already probably know you really well. Yeah. They've actually, they're probably one way friends with you because they know the podcast. Which is, by the way, I, I I was just in Denver. When people stop me on the street or yell out, like, it's the best feeling yeah. in the world. Like, that's so, why I do this. Like, yeah. when celebrities or public figures, like, oh, people stop me and recognize me, it's like, it's not what you wanted. Yeah. That's what I wanted. I wanted, like, someone to see me and go, like, oh my God, that's when you got me and get super excited. It's an awesome feeling. It's the f- best. And yeah. guess what? Like, I work for them, yeah. they, they're my employer. So when people are like, I don't stop and do photos, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, they're who bought your special. They're who make you get paid. Like, who do you think you are? I, I will stand and do photos as long as people want to take them. And they're, like, they've been, like, some of the coolest people. It breaks my heart a little bit to say goodbye. <laughs> they say that's the hardest part. That's exactly what I'm talking about, is when someone does come up to me, I'm like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I do have to go. Like, I just get codependent with them because yeah. I want to give so much, and I don't want them to go because I think even if you talk for a half an hour to someone as soon as you have to go it's like well she had to fucking go you know (laughs) but like my favorite is on the at the the LA airport actually this was my favorite I love if you're if you do this to me at the airport I love this which is like (laughs) it was a like a urinal I was in the bathroom and the guy was uh standing there he's like bro you're Alex Friedman hell yeah and then he just like he finished and walked away and then he like smiled and nodded. Like there was a kind of the brevity, but everything was said like with our eyes. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. Bro. It was like, bro. Okay. It's bro talk. Yeah. It's like we're connected. Like, it's yeah, cool I get be. like, woo, it's Whitney. It's like, yeah. like it's it was the genuine, best. Though. Yeah. No, like, it's the know? best. Yeah. It was it's awesome. the best. And then like we passed each other again. He was like, yeah. I love when people know me from Rogan. When it's like bros. That yeah. know me. They're like, when are you coming? Totally shit. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah. And it's like, the, it's like, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like, I love when it's like, yeah, when it's just, that's people what, what awesome. else is there? This is what we're here for. Like, yeah. that is it I mean, to me. That is like the epitome of happiness. It's like, I love what you do. You made a difference in my life. Fucking fuck yeah. Fucking fuck yeah. What the fuck? What's better than that? It's the best feeling in the world. When I cannot stand when celebrities like, oh God, this person recognized me. It's like, oh, you know, just who do you? We're lucky. Yeah. Or different levels, but it's all the same. We're lucky. Anything else? I end these very awkwardly. You know that. Silence. Just stare. stare. I I don't do well with eye contact at all. I'll just start crying. Do you like Marina Abramovic? Tell me more about your father. <laughs> oh my God. That was touch and go. Woo, that could have been bad. And I totally would have gone further, but I wore blue eyeliner and it's starting to bleed onto my face and I just look like I've been hanging out with Ike Turner. Well, I really enjoyed this. So did I. What grade would you give me? 11. Out of 100. <laughs> just, just 11. <laughs> um, we'll do it again. Let's do it again. In Austin, maybe. Yeah, hot take. Hot take. <laughs> Literally, it's the one. The downsides is it's hot, but Rogan is opening the Austin comedy, comedy club. club. Yep, can't so, wait. So build, build a new. I hope to build, be part of Elon Musk is moving there. I hope to be part of building a, a new, better Silicon Valley tech empire there. Maybe I can come and make it Silicon Valley. Oh. That's why you're a comedian. 
That was That's the... the worst joke I've ever made. That's what's going to end my career as a comedian. That was, that was... most horrible. <laughs> you're so quick. It's just impressive. That's why you're a professional. They pay you the big bucks. But yeah, I, I could see that being the new place for, for comedy, for culture. Yeah. I'd love that. Maybe. I love your podcast. I It's really hard for me to get... I'll like sample podcast, but you... The Michael episode I love, the David Eagleman episode I loved. I'm now going to listen to the one with your dad. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I love your podcast. I feel like it makes me smarter. Go to the part where I tell him he, he wasn't a good father. <laughs> I even timestamp it. I disagree with you. I think he nailed it. I think saying, saying that your parents are bad parents, you're insulting yourself. You're insulting the product they made. <laughs> the design. Whatever he did was pretty good. Yeah, but we're in it when we're in it. It's, yeah, it's, I know. It's, I know. It's, it's rough stuff. I'm in like radical forgiveness with my parents. I'm like, thank you for fucking me up because it made me work hard. Like I'm just in, the, I, I did it the other way. I did the blame thing and it just didn't work. So I'm doing like contrary action. They nailed it. Well, Thank you for starting to drink at 5 p.m. Thank you for forgetting to pick me up from school. Made me resourceful. And then you also give them a pass. Well, back in the... Yeah, whatever. Was, they were all molested. They were molested. No, yeah, they were... There was no Instagram. <laughs> yeah. However that connects to... Why not? Defend them. Defend your parents at all costs and just see how your life changes. Okay. I'll try it out. You know what I always say on this podcast. We forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness, but because we deserve peace. Just try forgiving everyone for a week and just see if your life changes at all. I forgive you. What did I do wrong? For <laughs> What? <laughs> we could just end it there. Yeah. <laughs> we could just, <laughs> All right. just chop. <laughs> Don't ride elephants. Love you guys. Lex Friedman. This is a big Love deal. Love you guys. Don't say that. Your stalkers are going to think you're talking to them.